1: Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano.
0: All right, it is Friday, September seventeenth. Good morning, Kathy.
2: Good morning in the news this morning. There is a liquor shortage in Pennsylvania. is no! limiting sales. Oh my god! Because of the supply shortage. They're
0: doing what? Because
3: of the supply. I was yelling. I'm they're sorry. Li-
2: they're limiting sales. They're
3: rationing. Preston, they're yeah. rationing liquor.
2: So it oh looks like god. you can only go in and buy two bottles
0: You know what? I actually have a surplus of booze. I shouldn't be freaking out. Are you the one causing this? I'm the one causing this. (laughs) No, I, I, I saved up. So.
2: The Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board instituted a two-bottle-per-day purchase limit for more than 40 liquor products. The New York Daily News reports that mandate includes uh, select tequilas by Don Julio, bourbons by Buffalo Trace, some Jack Daniels and whiskeys, and champagnes from Dom Perignon, Vouve and Moet and & Chandon. Hey,
0: you know what? Okay, here's something I really need right. help with. There's a bourbon that I absolutely mm. love, and I have not been able to get it for mm. about a year now because every time I go to a liquor store, it's sold out. And I've gone to... Several liquor stores I've gone to uh, in in several states, huh. it, and no such luck. It's Blanton's, which it's a very expensive bourbon. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the more expensive ones; it's not outrageously right, expensive, but right. it's expensive. And I just like to have it for like my special occasion drink. Emergencies, know? yeah, yes, yeah. those I can't find it freaking huh. anywhere. Actually, I know Blanton's? a guy. I have, who, yeah, I should probably I get in why. touch with. Um, it's because of the amount they made, I think. Oh.
4: Well, if we're putting in requests, uh, Casamigos, (laughs) you can't find anywhere. And just the regular old Casamigos, that's the George Clooney tequila. Yeah. Can't find it in Jersey, Pennsylvania, or Delaware. So is this, is
3: this going to become a cottage industry, like liquor locators, who, people that you... Yeah, man. right? If,
5: if, you, like, yeah. if you've seen it, A, a drunken in Indiana Jones.
6: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I couldn't find Metamucil at my uh, CVS the uh, other oh, day. I, so oh, that's right.
0: Crazy. So we've all got our... So account. I'm warning yeah. the
3: Metamucil case. I know
0: yeah. how I need to get in touch. There's a guy named Corky that we all... Yeah, and, you, yeah. You, you see him interact with us regularly, and he's like a booze guy. That's what he does. He gets Who's booze, guy? and, uh, and you know, he, he distributes it, I guess. a so. very special set
5: of <laughs> <laughs> I'm the boozer. <laughs>
2: The morning call reports that the, indefin- all the time. <laughs> indefinite restrictions affect license holders including bars and restaurants and will also apply to customers at state stores the 43 products to which limitations are being applied have been caused by a sustained supply chain disruption and product shortage.
3: Do you, do you know what this is? <laughs> as if as if enough hasn't happened to restaurants and things like that. Well nature. that's what they're saying. This is yeah. that's really the money shot for so many restaurants yeah. and even that's getting clipped.
2: Though the limitation amounts to a small uh, it amounts to a small amount of booze following uh, uh, flowing in the Keystone State the Pennsylvania Licensed Beverage and Tavern Association claims it will take a toll on its operators who have already been beaten up throughout the pandemic. Supply and labor issues are not helping with recovery the business association said in a statement.
0: I'm going to go to uh, Bill he's got an update for me. Here, Bill. Good morning,
7: Preston. How are you? Good, what's up, buddy? Hey, so I just wanted to call in about the uh, the Blankens. Yes, um, they're, they're part of a large group called Sazerac. Um, all of their bourbons, like all their whiskey, is suddenly highly sought after. It happened about two years ago, it just exploded.
3: <laughs> Wait, isn't that how Thanos got into our universe?
7: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> or Sazerac. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I was um, say you snap a finger, and, and then the, the you'll, the you'll have blains right. for the rest of your life. So,
0: how does one? How does one acquire some now?
7: Um, uh, over in Jersey, I, I work for a liquor company. Um, you've got to, uh, like, it gets allocated to the stores, and they're pretty much holding them for their loyal customers.
0: Really? But <clears throat> they're oh, holding you know them what? for a radio guy?
5: Nah.
0: <laughs> 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 um, it's okay. I mean, it's great. I love it. It's a, it's a really, really tasty bourbon. That's why I want to get my hands on some, but, I'm, you know. Well, what, what if, if they sent if, you the recipe, Preston? If people are, are yeah. like, are people hoarding it and then selling it for more than it's
7: worth? Um, people are doing that, but, uh, <sighs> a lot of because of the demand, um, uh-huh. they're, they're getting a nice premium for them. Hey, Bill, I, I just
8: went onto their website, which is Blanton's bourbonshop.com and they have an Instagram account and everything too. But, um, are you able to buy, uh, bourbons online these days? If you live in Pennsylvania, can you buy bourbons from out of state or is that still verboten?
7: That I don't know. That's
8: all. I follow right. up the state laws. Okay. All okay. right. Appreciate it.
0: heads up, Bill. Thanks, man. Yeah. I right, see you, bud.
2: you know what? The shortage is nothing new. Like, I think, you know, any of us who go to the liquor store and have been searching for something, you know, like, yeah. it's, it's been ongoing, but there's, yeah. I guess this is uh, a little more dire where they're putting <clears> this <throat> two bottle limit. Okay. Um, supply chain disruptions are also blamed for a shortage of bottles and cans in some areas. Uh, so they're saying, hopefully, the tailgators this weekend for the Eagles game, uh, they stockpiled because there's a shortage for that. Well, as well, you know,
3: they instantly pivot to Earl Grey tea if they don't have booze. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Business operators, uh, we're said to have been made aware of the ongoing issue Thursday. The Morning Call reports that North Carolina has seen similar issues while demand for alcohol has grown during the COVID error. A woman's body was discovered Thursday in Montgomery County after a man confessed to killing his girlfriend. The discovery was made on the Schuylkill River uh, trails uh, Bettswood Trailhead in Lower Providence Township. Uh, Sources say the man walked into the Upper Darby Police Department saying, you want to talk to me because I want to talk to you about killing my girlfriend. The suspect allegedly stabbed the woman to death on the trail over the weekend. 6 ABC was actually on scene when uh, the suspect led investigators to the body while he was secured in handcuffs and shackles. The Montgomery County District Attorney's office says the Delaware County man is currently in custody and being questioned. No charges have been filed at this time. Officers in Upper Darby Township searched the suspect's home located on the 200 block of Copley Road. The victim is not being identified at the time. An autopsy by the Montgomery County Coroner's Office is scheduled for this morning. Anyone with information regarding this incident in Lower Providence Township is asked to call the Montgomery County detective's tip line. All
6: right, so this was, so Upper Darby's in Delco, but the crime happened in? Lower Providence. Lower Providence? Yeah, it
2: was on the Schuylkill Trail, so um, he uh. w- I guess maybe, he, yeah, he he walked into his township's police department and then uh, led them out there. You yeah. guys
8: know this trailhead. It's right across from the loss of Valley Forge as uh, 422 crosses yes, over absolutely. the river the Valley Forge Park. Uh, the other side of Valley Forge Park is on the uh, on the left side of 422. If you're heading in that direction, that's where this trailhead is. Wow. ooh.
2: A much lighter story. Adam Sandler was greeted with loud cheers as he took a break from filming the new movie Hustle in Philadelphia. The actor caught up with fans Thursday night near Green Lane and Crescent Street in Maniunk. When someone from the crowd yelled, uh, how you liking Philly, Sandler replied, I love Philly. Other scenes for the movie were shot earlier this year, uh, but filming in Maniunk got underway this week. Uh, This meant many residents in the area we talked about had to move their vehicles. Uh, The heavily traveled Green Lane is shut down until 10 a.m. today. I hope the Parking is going okay, Sandler said to the crowd. Uh, In the movie co-produced by LeBron James, Sandler plays a fired basketball scout who discovers a basketball phenom while abroad and brings him back to America to prove that they're both NBA worthy. The premiere date for the film has not yet been released. Mm. In sports this morning... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Back from an early 7-0 deficit to beat the Chicago Cubs last night in the
9: ballpark. Nice. They did
2: it! Bryce Harper doubled to start a seven-run game-tying rally in the fourth inning, doubled in... They go-ahead run in the sixth and sealed a 17-18 win with a free home run in the seventh. With only 16 games left in the regular season, the Phils are three games behind first-place Atlanta in the National League East. The Phils traveled to New York to play the Mets this weekend and open up a series in Queens tonight. Zach Wheeler gets the start game. Time is scheduled for 7-10. Week two of the NFL season got underway last night with the New York Giants losing in Washington after a penalty negated hit. His missed seconds earlier, Dustin Hopkins made a 43-yard field goal on the untimed down, and Washington beat New York 30-29, to ending a five-game win streak for the Giants in the series. And the Eagles have their home opener on Sunday when they'll host the San Francisco 49ers. Kickoff at the link is scheduled for 1 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All
0: right, thank you, Kathy. Case, I know you have a, a lot on your plate before yeah. the, the show gets started, but somebody pointed out that we missed the, uh, the No Sad Bro.
6: Oh, uh, What the hell?
0: Oh, the, no. the Friday morning song. Bro, it's Friday. One more time, please. I was talking over that episode. No sign, bro. It's Friday. So, yes, it is indeed Friday. That yeah. means no sad allowed, bro, uh, as we have our... Bruh. A brah. Bruh. Or bruv, as they say on uh, that lasso. <laughs> yeah. And then bruh.
6: b r u a r u h bruh. bruh. Yeah.
0: Dogs, yeah. bruh. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so, we welcome you to the end of the work week and our Word of the Week prize. We're going to give the away six-pack of pit tickets to the MMRBQs a week from tomorrow. Holy hell. Mm-hmm. Let me say that again. It's a week from tomorrow. <clears throat> Holy hell. Uh, so, we will do that this morning. We also have two opportunities for you to win with the MMR Money Clip. $500 up for grabs each time and $10,000 grand prize after the whole thing is over. So, uh, we'll have that opportunity and we do have two guests joining us. Uh, we are going to have uh, Sam Murrell on this morning who is going to be performing... Uh at Helium. He's uh, got a bunch of sold-out shows, actually. Yeah, um, yeah. There are a few that uh, do have tickets remaining, which is the details of that. He's going to join us around 9 o'clock this morning. And actor B.D. W- it's D.B. Wong, right? No, no, B.D. It's B.D. Wong? Yeah. B.D. Wong uh, will be joining us. Uh, season 2 of Comedy Central's Aquafina is Nora from Queens, and he's been in lots of movies. And great stuff. stuff. Years. Yeah, yeah so, he's great. Yeah, so we will talk to... BD. I got to make sure I don't say yeah. D B. Why do I... Well, well, DBH. No, DB, Yeah, DBH. But DB screening there, there was a kids game show... Growing, when I was a kid growing up called DB's Delight. Oh, all right. And, uh. Well, tell him about that. I'll tell him all about it. He'll Of course you remember. And, and
3: then his clown came out? Yeah. No, it was a game show. Was it? Yeah, yeah. it was like a quiz show. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: It was kind of like classroom. Well, that so, sounds cool. Yeah. 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 And my school actually was invited to be Oh, here's the, the commercial time, for it, so. Preston. Oh, my God. You're kidding me. <laughs> We have DB's delight on here. Oh my god! Yeah, DB's god.
8: delight. Well, this video funny. is uh, produced by the Missouri History Museum. Preston, I did not know. I should have a wing in that. You got to
0: swing by. And <laughs> there's uh, that there
3: was a puppet. Yeah, that was DB. DB was the puppet. DB was he was the, the puppet?
0: Was he the MC? Uh, no, the MC was the other dude who was okay. a radio personality. And I can't remember. Was that Guy Phillips? It might have been Guy Phillips. Anyway, I've gone on too long about this. The man's name is B.D. Wong. Tune in to see if I mess that up at Sure, sure, yeah. And later on as we speak to him. <laughs> uh, so we have a lot of stuff to get to, as you can see, and you are invited to join us for every second of this this morning. We're going to have some things to give away as well, so we'll do a stupid question when we return and uh, get into the entertainment stories and roll all that stuff out. So we'll be back in just a moment. You hang right in there. If you like
10: what you hear can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com can you believe football is back this eagle season there are huge prizes to be won at acme Enter Acme, swoop in and win sweepstakes and you could win up to ten thousand dollars cash or 2022 eagle season tickets all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com acme makes sure eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro stop in and discover why football is better at acme the official super Market of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston & Steve Show. Now, back with more of the Preston & Steve Show podcast.
0: All right, so we're going to give away our last $50 Bonefish Grill gift card for the stupid question this week. And from time to time, I get uh, people that email me some cool questions. Ah. Uh, This is from Eddie Price from Palmyra. So, Eddie, you can't answer this question, so don't call him. But the question that I have for you is... What late actor was originally cast to play Shrek and recorded all their lines before their passing? Mm. 215-263-WMMR call now if you know the answer. All right, what late actor was originally cast to play Shrek and actually recorded all their lines before passing? Call now. I'll go through some birthdays while waiting for that answer. Friday, September 7th is the 70th birthday of Elvira. Cass- oh, Cassandra uh. Cassandra Peterson. We're going to have her on yeah. uh very
6: soon. I can't yeah, she has the there
0: is a 40th anniversary I actually have the story coming up in entertainment news of her appearance on television so we'll we'll uh, we'll get to that in a little bit
3: but elvira it's appropriate that she's close to halloween yeah oh, yeah, yeah yeah you're yeah. right
0: it's getting in, in that ball in park, that ballpark so. Uh, she celebrates her 70th birthday. Uh, we also have uh, Phil Jackson, a former player and head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, he is celebrating his 76th birthday today.
6: I heard an interesting story about the Los Angeles Lakers. Obviously, we all know Pat Riley, Me but um, do? yeah. So I did. What I didn't know was that there was another coach that was coaching for the Lakers who he had a terrible bike accident. And we, motorcycle this, or bicycle? Bicycle. Huh. Because his wife had taken the the car <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, yeah. and he wanted to go play tennis, so he took his son's bike, fell off the bike, smashed his head, had traumatic brain injury Jeez. And, as, and as a result his assistant coach Pat Riley ended up taking over. So that's how that
3: all happened. Huh? So, wow! Yeah, and so this guy so could don't have been, ride bicycles.
6: Well, he never he never recovered the the career. Oh that my he god, once had had. that's well, horrible. Yeah, the same one that Pat Riley had. But
0: then again, maybe Pat wouldn't have had all those successes, you know, or you know, the, so the bike accident had to happen. This this, this proves Which is to terrible. terrible. Yeah. Never <laughs> make decisions. Don't just don't make decisions. <laughs> yeah. Have someone else decide yeah. for you. Uh, Phil Jackson is 76 today. Uh, Comedian Rita Rudner uh, turned 68. We had her on years ago, didn't we?
3: you know, soft-spoken. That was her whole thing. She was very, you know, like that. Uh, The material is written well. She was a a darling of Vegas. They loved
0: her there because she works completely clean. Yep, Uh, so she's 68 today. Uh, Now, this guy does not work clean, and (laughs) we've seen it firsthand many times in our studio. (laughs) Bobby Lee has a birthday (laughs) today. Uh, Bobby Lee from Mad TV and a bunch of other things. But he seriously, when he comes here, takes his clothes off and gets completely naked. Constantly. hangs out. Kathy, you've seen his penis. I don't know how many
2: times, right? (laughs) I Um, I don't think. No, I don't think I've actually ever seen his penis. Shut up. He'll cover up. But um, yeah, no, he'll take his clothes off, but he always on that sure side he's of the
3: console.
0: Up. He'll 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 be visible, but he, I
3: don't uh, think he doesn't. Yeah, front maybe of you. not. Yeah. Maybe
2: he. Maybe it's like an HR thing. I don't know. I forgot yeah. who
0: we had here. We had another uh, guest, yeah. and Bobby Lee. We did. He <laughs> did, did full frontal, completely naked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, photos standing right over here by where It case. was Jane Goodall pressed. Oh my God! <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. Uh, but Bobby Lee is fifty. He's hilarious. Yeah. He's great. He's so much fun. Uh, Fee Waybill. Oh, lead singer of The Tubes. Uh, I was listening to this song this morning. Oh, Ashley, no kidding. Uh, is 71 years old today. And The Tubes. Uh, you know, I never saw them in concert, but they were known to have outrageous stage shows.
3: That, that was the whole thing. Very theatrical. You remember this video? It's kind of like a nightmare funhouse yeah. scenario.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they would wear, you know, really outrageous costumes yes. and things yeah. like that, and that was kind of their thing. But I Only Know This Song and Talk To You Later are pretty much the only songs from the tubes I know. I love both of those songs, yeah. but they, they actually have a fair amount of uh, of works, and uh, we're a hard-working band, so... Uh, uh, Fee is uh, 71 years old today. We used to have a cleaning guy named Fee. Fee. He was, oh. he was, he was, he was, he was Vietnamese. At Y100. Right, yeah. yeah. It was always on Matt Cord show. Uh, then we have uh, Baz Lerman. I say Baz because that's how I've heard it pronounced in his name. Oh, it's not native, Baz. It's not Baz. It's Baz. Yes, yeah. Uh, that's how the, the yeah. actors refer to him as right, Baz. Right, right, right. So he's Australian, and I think that's part of the, the pronunciation. What was yes, it? Eh.
6: Was it the Wear Sunscreen? That was the big... Radio uh, hit, yeah, wear sunscreen. Right, it was a Y one hundred classic. Yes. yes, it
3: was. People I, loved that. song. I kind of dug that song. It was sort of a, it yeah. was a novelty song, but it was you know uh, there was a lot of reciting of just dialogue in it, which, was which kind
0: is which is interesting because I don't think it was him
3: speaking. It was not. It, not. it was no. someone else. But yeah.
0: I don't know. I, I guess he wrote that. Or... Maybe
3: as as a commencement speech, that was part of it. Yeah. Uh, he directed the the Great Gatsby um, with uh, uh, Leo. Yeah, Caprio. he
0: does things that visually pop. So like Romeo and Juliet and Moulin Rouge. Oh, and and the Gatsby version that he did yes. is is really solid, and, and
3: it's uh, it's in three D too.
0: <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it is it's it's lush. It looks great. He is fifty nine today. And then another director who's had some controversy. Brian Singer has his oh, birthday today. Yes. Uh, the Usual Suspects, X-Men, and uh, a few other things along the
8: way. So he
3: directed like 80% of Bohemian Rhapsody, and another director stepped in to finish it? Yeah, that's right. Is he right. working it at it all now? Like, is he getting any gigs? I don't know, He man. might be producing, but I haven't seen him uh, listed to direct anything. He's 56, but he
0: was uh, he was accused of uh,
3: inappropriately Grooming? Yeah. Yeah, young boys. Young, yeah, so.
5: yeah.
0: Uh, that's a terrible thing. So anyhow, we're going to move on and see if we can get an answer to the super question this morning. Um, what late actor was originally cast to play Shrek and recorded all their lines before their passing? 215 263 wmmr the number. And our first caller in is Brandon. So let's go to him. Hey, Brandon, good morning.
7: Hey, guys. How you doing?
0: Wonderful, Brandon. So who is the actor that was originally cast to play Shrek? I believe it was Chris Farley. I believe you're yeah. correct. Hold on, Brandon. A hey, $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. You can discover Bonefish Grill's new shrimp rangoon salmon and seasonal pineapple glaze shrimp uh, paired with a refreshing watermelon martini. Ready for a new adventure? Well, Bonefish Grill is hiring you. Visit bonefishgrill.com for information. I thought Michael Myers was one of the main writers on Shrek. Am I wrong about that? Yeah, he, he
3: didn't. Uh, okay. The, the, the choice to go with the Scottish... Accent was his. Yeah. Uh, then there were a few adjustments. I know that Eddie Murphy probably threw out a line or two. Um, but yeah. No, I was
0: just wondering. I I thought it was, it, you know, before I found out this information, I thought it was Michaels right. kind of baby. Yeah, no. Um, but I guess not. He was just cast as uh, Shrek. Talk about a moneymaker. I saw him. Oh, there
3: was the, I guess, the Sean Connery induction into the American Film Institute, you know, Hall of Fame or whatever. And so he spoke because obviously he has Scottish ancestry as well. And he said, that uh, Connery was the impetus for making Shrek Scottish. You know? oh, okay.
5: All right.
0: Yeah. Nice. All right. So I have some stories to get to. We're going to begin with this one um, Court documents unearthed during the production of the Discovery Plus series Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. Oh. Uh, show that Depp was abandoned by his mother as a teen. I didn't even uh, know this series existed. So this is
5: him.
3: So That's him. Oh my
10: gosh!
0: Uh, so my heart's breaking. Yeah. Uh, so there's a Discovery Plus series called Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard.
3: I'm on Discovery Plus all the time, and I've never even seen it advertised.
0: Wow! Okay. And I
3: gotta watch that.
0: So a document. Which episode
3: has the pooping in bed?
0: This doesn't seem very. Uh, okay, uh, like like you, they would follow us. But anyway, uh, a document signed in 1981 uh, during a divorce of his parents, Betty Sue Depp uh, and John Depp, <clears throat> excuse me, state the wife hereby acknowledges that the party's minor child, John C. Depp II, is fully emancipated and self-supporting. Wow. Uh, the two filed for divorce in 1978 uh, when uh, Johnny was only 15 years old. Is that the age at which he became emancipated? I don't because that's pretty young. Uh, Maybe yeah. just from his mother. Right. Uh, so, yeah, interesting, because it says here his mom had abandoned it.
6: So, uh, The People vs. O.J. Simpson was a huge uh, right. miniseries. And, uh, you know, I was late to the game on that, and, and, and it was really good. There's another one that's either out or coming out soon. The Mar- that, the uh, Monica Lewinsky, I'm watching That's that. what it is. I'm watching that's it. What, is it good? It's good. Well, it's... Yeah, it is kind of good. The chick who plays Monica Lewinsky, she was in another movie that I really liked. Uh, Oh, it's um, a comedy. Booksmart. It's very very well done. Yes. Yeah, so
3: she's very good, and then you have the actress who looks nothing like Linda Tripp, who transformed into... And she put on 30 Pounds. She's she's a great actress, and their name is escaping me.
0: But um, you don't even recognize her at all. Hmm. She is phenomenal. All right, this is very interesting. Uh, Bam Margera's wife... Has filed for custody of the couple's three year old son. They're not divorced. No. Okay, so Nicole Boyd filed papers yesterday in Los Angeles, or uh, Wednesday in Los Angeles, seeking full custody of their child, Phoenix Wolf, even though she and he are still married and no one has filed for divorce. Is this in preparation for a potential divorce? According or- to the document, she is willing to give her husband of eight years visitation rights, but only with an appropriate, an approved monitor. Well,
3: well they can't wonder, be they can't be living together. I was going to say,
2: I wonder if they don't live together. But even if they do, maybe it's so if he goes on whatever happens, a bender or whatever, right, that, right. that she doesn't have. That she has uh, the decision making.
3: Yeah. On the child. Yeah, maybe. So I was watching um, Steve-O was talking about they they delayed the release of the new Jack the jackass movie. Yeah, and um, uh, you know Bam is suing all of them, and and o you can kind of see he his he he loves Bam, but he's like, yeah, you know I I like I I don't know what to do uh, much in the way they were probably with him when they didn't know what to do well, listen, but he he's, eventually he's, responded to it. Yeah, he's you know?
6: living a sober life. and yeah. then he was in a really really bad way, right. so he has been through the dregs and he understands, you know, where bam is and right. that there is a way out, right? So like so he doesn't suffer full no more. You know? Right. Right. <laughs> like,
3: you got to you got to meet Halfway at least. At a certain point, yeah. you
6: got to, yo, bro. You know, like, you. I, I know your tactics, right? Yeah. And, and so we manipulate as much as we possibly can. Right. And that, this is what you're trying to do. Like, you you, you know, yeah. get honest with yourself. Yeah.
0: Uh, so we'll see if uh, more comes of this and, and if a divorce is on the way or what. I don't really know. Uh, Kim Kardashian revealed on Thursday's Ellen DeGeneres show that her oldest daughter, Northwest, is goth. Is goth? Yes. Wow. There's hope. Yeah. Uh, so the reality- oh, that would be awesome. I think it'd be great. Yeah. Uh, the reality star said, All my kids are so different. Referring to her four children, 8-year-old North, 5-year-old St. West, 3-year-old Chicago West, uh, and 2-year-old Som West. And we need Som West to get into death metal. Uh, according to Kim, Chicago is the, quote, girliest girl, but North, she said, is like goth. She's into Hot Topic. She puts fake tattoos on her face and she listens to Black Sabbath, Oh. And she's like a full goth girl. How did that happen? That's great.
1: Yeah.
0: How uh, old is she? She is... That's hold four? on a second. This oh. is... Wait, no, it's not Chicago. It's... Um, North, Lexington? North huh. is, yeah, eight years old. Oh, eight. Okay. Yeah. So she's the oldest. Yeah. Uh, she also admitted that her daughter still wants to be an only child and even rides in a different car to school that, so she doesn't have to <laughs> sit with her siblings. So <laughs> I think... I
3: think as you guys are all parents you know and you've had some hits with having your kids just organically get into music that you like mm-hmm. but if your child got into music that you absolutely loathe yeah that would suck. that would be I
0: think hard to work through it's just uh it it's just one thing that you won't relate yeah on. and and you know and you I think as, as a parent you can you can, okay, I'll yeah. try this out. All right. I will, yeah. you know, because my child, uh, you know, find something in this, let me see if I'm open to it. And sometimes you're not, you know. Uh, but <laughs> well, this is terrible. I've been lucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've <laughs> been lucky. Uh, so how about this? A new book about Grey's Anatomy claims that Patrick Dempsey... Uh, was forced to leave the show during season 11 because he was, quote, terrorizing the set.
3: But he was McDreamy.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the word terrorizing is a bit (laughs) strong from what I've read, though. What, he would take the last donut at the uh, the, uh, craft services table? He was just kind of being a jerk. Uh, So the Hollywood Reporter released an excerpt of Lynette Rice's How to Save a Life, the Inside Story of Grey's Anatomy, containing an interview with producer James D. Perriott, who had worked on the actor's last episode. Perriott said... There were HR issues. Uh, It wasn't sexual in any way. Mm -hmm. He sort of was terrorizing the set. Some cast members had all sorts of PTSD with him. Uh, He had this hold on the set where he knew he could stop production and scare people. Uh, the network and studio came down, and we had sessions with him, and I think he was just done with the show. Other, I'd, I'd read other excerpts that said he was kind of acting like a child. A little bit like of a he diva. Was, he was just being a, a dick. He didn't want to be there anymore. Right. He was tired of working on the show. He liked having a steady job, and and especially a high-profile one like right. this, but he just was not into the show anymore, and he was just kind of making everybody miserable. So what you do is you drum up something like that, and they
3: could be, it could be... Different degrees of truth to this. You have a book to sell, so you might amp it up. Now, I was reading that on the set. Other people thought he was really great. I don't know, you know. Um, uh, But so when he left, there was McDreamy and McSteamy, right?
6: Well, he wasn't McSteamy. He was McDreamy. He was McDreamy and McSteamy. And then Eric
0: Dane
3: was McSteamy. McSteamy. And then they brought in McFlurry. McFlurry, yeah.
0: So the producer continued saying he didn't like the inconvenience of coming in every day. And well, you working. have to when you work. <laughs> yeah, and working. Uh, he and Shonda were at each other's throats. And apparently it came down to it was like Shonda had uh, supposedly said it's either him or me. It's like when,
3: that, like, uh, when they're going through the contract uh, BS on Three's Company years ago, and Chrissy would be on the phone, you know, like it'd uh-huh. have her like for two seconds. Yeah,
0: that's that's how you start to move someone out of a show. Uh, Dempsey had said of his final day, "I very quietly left. It was beautiful. It was raining, which was really touching. Aww. I got into my uh, Panamera, got in rush hour traffic, and two hours later, two hours later, I was home. I got into my very expensive Panamera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I they just like,
3: had it cleaned. They had also
0: said that that's what he wanted to do all the time. Yeah. He just wanted to go out because he races cars and I want stuff, to drive. And, and that's kind of all he wanted to do. So mm, yeah, uh, he was he just had it according to them." Uh, Dean McDermott recently told the Feminine Warrior podcast that he thinks it's weird that people are speculating about his relationship with his wife, Tori Spelling, the former Chopped Canada host. (laughs) Said. This guy, it's unbelievable. He makes he makes Rob Kardashian uh, look like Elon Musk. He said that he doesn't reply to speculation anymore. Adding, it's just like okay, if that's what you want to think, then think it. However, he did address... I was on Chopped Canada. He did address the rumors that he hasn't been wearing his wedding ring, explaining that he uh, he lost his silicone utility ring while playing golf.
3: You remember this story? Was it um, was it Luke Perry who said it? Uh, the first time he met him, he just instantly thought, this guy is a dick. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And he said he, he kept uh, proving him right at every subsequent meeting. Right.
0: Uh, Channing Tatum shared the first photo of himself and rumored girlfriend Zoe Kravitz on his Instagram story. So they're Insta-official. Yesterday, yeah, the picture uh, showed himself alongside Kravitz, Alicia Keys, and Moses Sumney at a Met Gala after party, And he wrote, this night... Nobody wanted to tr- Hot spit. Nobody wanted to trifle with us on You're the talking- dance floor. Uh, with us on the dance floor. Music and vibe was next level. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they may be that much 23 Yeah. Sarah Highland got her third COVID-19 vaccine on Wednesday. Uh, the Modern Family alum shared a video of herself getting the needle on her Instagram story along with a caption uh, saying, Got my booster vaccine and my flu shot. Stay healthy and trust science, my friend.
6: She's uh, immunocompromised, right? Very, Very much so. so. Yeah, she's 30 years
0: old. She qualifies for the vaccine uh, because she has a chronic kidney condition called kidney dysplasia uh, that is required two kidney transplants. Yes. And makes her more susceptible to severe COVID-19 illness. So, yeah, she it's, it's definitely in her best interest to get that done. Ladies and gentlemen, someone has changed their hair.
6: <laughs>
3: These
0: are the best stories. Chloe Kardashian is blonde again.
2: Oh, oh my god! They all of them. She must look, look so like a Yeti now. Unnatural when they do the blonde hair. They look yeah, horrible. Great. Yeah,
3: it, just it doesn't it, work. It no. is not a natural blonde.
8: Well, I want to wrap up with this story, but there's a local hair change story too that we I'll bring up. Uh... When oh, we're no, okay. this one. We'll stand stay tuned. Yeah. Well. Get ready. All stay right.
0: tuned. Wake up the kids. So the Good American founder captioned two new Instagram pictures on Thursday with quote blonde Coco is back. Mm. I just uh, couldn't stay away. Uh, she also tagged colorist Tracy Cunningham who shares images of the transformation on her own Instagram page. My colorist
1: Tracy did all
0: the work. I'm looking at this one, uh, Kathy. It's it's kind of platinum-y yeah. with, with kind of those whiter, you know, really lighter tones. Look, it doesn't look too bad. Am I turning you on? <laughs> and it's got <laughs> kind of some some black or darker highlights in there. Yeah, so, it's not
2: you know. too bad, but it still doesn't look natural on her, especially with the dark eyebrows. No, like It just doesn't work. Nothing
3: true. looks natural, for Christ's sake.
0: All right. <laughs> Local hair change story. Oh here we go. we go. one of my favorite things that we have an actual sound effect for someone getting their hair changed.
8: Yes, Nick. Friend of the Preston and Steve show, Jason Kelsey recently lost a bet to Zach Ertz and also has dyed his hair blonde. So now both Zach Ertz and Jason Kelsey are platinum blonde. Ooh, yes. Uh, uh, The bet apparently was whether or not Zach Ertz would be in an Eagles uniform this season. Uh, Zach said that he would. Jason said that he wouldn't. Jason lost the bet and now has blonde hair as well. He's
6: been blonde for a little while. Uh, Well,
8: I just Uh, saw the picture yesterday. Oh, okay. For purposes
0: of this story happened yeah. recently. <laughs> yeah. Peanut yeah. chop. By the way, my my daughter changes her hair like every two weeks.
2: Now. Oh, does she? Oh
0: yeah. Wait, She's like at that age, though, dyes right? It? Purple, green, blue. Yeah.
2: Well, pink, she has blonde red. hair, right?
0: Mm, it's darker. It started off as as a child, she was blonde, but a, a couple years ago, it, it darkened oh, it did up. Turn, finally. So yeah, she has yeah. to
2: bleach it and then dye it? Yeah, they gotta wow. strip
0: it and then uh, and then color it. It's a lot of work. Yeah, but she loves it, and it always looks really cool. I'm you, like, cool I, hair, man. I remember when that, that brief period when it had that Roy
3: Batty sort of Blade Runner blonde. They'd done it for that show, The Makeover Story, mm-hmm. uh, that we were all on. You look good with that. Thanks, yeah. but man, oh man, did that crap burn. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yes,
6: that
0: stuff is serious.
6: So yeah. I have this uh, this like pomade stuff that I use. I I bought a whole bunch of different colors. I wish I could remember the name of it, but I is it crew? It, I'm it, I mean, no, 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 it's not. Uh, but it comes in different colors, and so oh. you can sort of pomade your hair a, a different sheen. Really? And it's not permitted. It's only it's a different sheen. <laughs> so this is my Charlie Sheen.
2: I am Charlie
6: Sheen for pomade. Yeah, right. Make you look like a freaking Crayola. <laughs> this is a Martin <laughs> Sheen. Goddamn Warlock. <laughs> I'm not a Warlock. I don't have semen. I have tiger blood. <laughs> Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen, yeah, yeah. another actor. Any other Sheens Sheen? out there? Well, there's Just the Martin
8: Sheen. There's yeah. the Mexican version which is the estimate. Yeah. yeah.
6: <laughs> you could do that too.
0: All right, anyhow, uh Jessica Chastain opened up about her fear of failing spectacularly when playing the role of Tammy Faye in the biopic coming up. Uh she told the Hollywood Reporter the media has done an injustice that it could be interesting to correct. Um And people were more interested in how much mascara Tammy Faye Baker wore, was wearing, uh, than what she was actually saying. Uh, She added that, that's because she looked ridiculous, man.
3: I mean, God bless you, Jessica. I know you're promoting a movie, but uh, she looked like a clown. Yeah.
0: Uh, She added that she was afraid to play the role. She said, I'm going to fail so spectacularly. This will follow me for the rest of my career. I want to see this, though. There's a great
3: documentary about Tammy Faye uh, Baker that actually shows, um, you know, she was misunderstood in a lot of ways.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, Mayim Bialik and Ken Jennings will host Jeopardy for the remainder of the 2021 season as the search for permanent talent continues. Stop the search and just stick with these guys. You know, they they just want to, I think they want to be sure before they make an official replacement. So, I think these two are will kind of be competing for the role. Did, know? Well,
3: she's... The word is, I understand, that Ken Jennings will be handling more of the regular right. show that we watch,
0: and she will be doing some of that as well as specialty primetime Jeopardy! episodes. Uh, according to Sony Picture Television, Bialik was already set to be behind the podium for three weeks starting on Monday, uh, but will now continue through November 5th. And at that point, she and Jennings will trade off hosting duties as their schedules will allow uh, through the end of the calendar. Do you know what kills
3: me, though? If you think back... When Ken Jennings was announced, and the first thing, yeah, they started calling out old tweets and stuff like that, and then he became problematic. Maya Bialik, they started calling out uh, things that she had said in public and on social media, and that became an issue. Mm-hmm. And I guess enough time has passed where they're like, oh, okay, now we're going going back to these two, right? I think Ken Jennings, obviously as the goat of Jeopardy, is is a,
6: a perfect choice. I uh, don't watch Jeopardy with enough regularity, so I have not actually seen her. I've only seen Buzzy and Ken really host shows. She did a good, she did a really good job. Okay, why does my mom hate her so much then? Um, I don't she know. Can't, she watches it every night and she yeah. can't stand her. Yeah, I don't know. So, all right. I have no idea.
3: Uh, I'm going to call her later.
0: Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get her on here. calling me? <laughs> <laughs> so, Shudder will be celebrating Elvira's 40th anniversary on September 20th. So I on love Shudder. Uh, in honor of Cassandra Peterson's cult classic character, the network will air *Elvira, Mistress of the Dark*, *House on Haunted Hill*, *The City of the Dead*, and *Messiah of Evil*. Uh, the marathon will make up Elvira's 40th anniversary—very scary, very special, special. Shudder is just great. If you're a horror fan, it's got so much going on all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm forever checking it. Uh, in the actress said in a statement, "It's going to be the ultimate Halloween anniversary weenie bash." <laughs> Let me see how they pronounce that. Hallowanniversarini, Risa Weenie Bash, Ween Bash. Uh, And she said, you don't want to miss it. So that is coming up on Monday. And she just turned 70? She just turned 70 today. Wow, man. Yeah. She looks good. Uh, Let's see here. Late Night with Seth Meyers will be shot in front of the studio audience for the first time since the beginning of the pandemic, starting on October 11th. Uh, Late Night Executive Producer Mike Shoemaker uh, told Deadline, Seth really found a good voice to speak to the home audience. He found a specific way to do it. Uh, he was able to speak through the lens, but he also did seven years the other way, and it will be fun. And we are definitely looking forward to it. I
3: mean, to be honest, they some really great stuff was pulled off, and they were able to, all of the shows uh, across the boards. You know, did a nice job accommodating, but nothing beats that vibe of a live audience in the studio reacting in time to what's going on. Yep, so that will be
0: coming up. Uh, Shannon Doherty told reporters during a virtual panel for the lifetime movie List of a Lifetime that cancer is just part of life at this point uh, she had, the 50 year old actress said uh, I feel like I have a responsibility in in a my more public life which I separate from my acting life uh, to talk about cancer and perhaps educate people more and let people know that uh, people with stage four are very much alive and very active. Uh, she's been married to photographer Kurt Renko since 2011. And she said, my husband says that you wouldn't even know that I have cancer. I never really complain. I don't really talk about it. It's just part of life at this point. Uh, is she in
3: any kind of stasis or are they managing it, so or?
0: it? She was diagnosed in 2015. She entered remission two years later. And in 2020, she revealed her cancer had returned as stage four. Mm. So that's the last update on where she is with that. Uh, let's see. Andrew Garfield is shooting out rumors that he has a cameo in Spider-Man No Way Home. A photo of him and former Spider-Man Toby Maguire on the set of the film began to circulate, uh, but he had said that it's a Photoshop. Uh, he said, but if they want to give me a call at this late stage in the game, I'm sitting here in my tracksuit. So he would be a part of it if they asked him to. Listen,
3: I don't think what he did was um, horrible as Spider-Man. Uh, it's just
8: not... Um, It wasn't wasn't needed. needed. Yeah, it wasn't needed. Yeah. Yeah. It was a totally unnecessary reboot and right before the Marvel stuff, which has gotten so much better. right? So, I mean, it was just, you know, it, and it's too bad because Steve, yeah, he wasn't terrible at it, but those, no. neither one of those movies were great, and no. you're coming off of a really good, well, the, especially the first two with Toby Maguire were fantastic.
3: Yeah. It's going to be wild to have those multiverse things happening though, where you're going to have, you know, Michael Keaton as Batman yeah. popping up, and you're going to have, uh, you know, Willem Dafoe in this
0: one. It's going to be crazy. Yep. Uh, and then, uh, one more quick story. Helen Mirren ...is diving headfirst into the wizarding world, wizarding, wizarding world. I saw that, though, that Wizarding. wizarding. <laughs> the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Uh, the Oscar-winning actress has been tapped to host four-part competition series... ...called Harry Potter Hogwarts Tournament of Houses for <sighs> Warner Media. Is this a trivia contest? Are they it ripping is. us off? They're it's, ripping us off. It's like us, yes. The previously announced series, which marks the 20th anniversary of the first film in the Harry Potter franchise will air first on Cartoon Network and TBS before making its debut on HBO Max at a date to be determined. Don't you... F- I like to consider the world of Harry Potter
3: as real. Oh, yeah. I like to believe that there is a Hogwarts. I love all that magic and that whimsy and all of that stuff that the, the, the book... I never read the books, but the movies for me created such a wonderful world. It's like you want to believe Homer Simpson's alive. It is real. We yeah. just,
0: as muggles, we can't see it.
3: That's it. Uh, we don't, absolutely, uh, yes. We, we
0: don't have the ability to do that, so... Uh, She had said, I knew someday I'd get a Harry Potter role, and I'm so pleased to take part in the 20-year film celebration. Uh, The film's inspired such enchantment and wonder for so many of us, and it will be such a treat to reignite that magic for the countless fans who continue to revel in this spellbounding world. Uh, The quiz show was first announced in May as part of Warner Media's plans to mark the anniversary of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, joining a retrospective special. Are you, uh, are you still listening to the books? I took a little break. I read something else. All right. And now I'm going to go back and, and uh, dive back into the world. And uh, what's the one that comes after um, uh, Azkaban? Azkaban. a Goblet of Fire.
8: Goblet of Fire is next. So. And then Order of Phoenix, which is... I mean, I think that's the longest book, or maybe Deathly Hallows. Okay. where's where? At what point does it? um... Preston's at the switch. He's gone switch. from yeah. from a kids' book yes. series to adults and you know teenagers, and it gets darker and darker. Yeah,
0: it's gotten a little more serious. Yeah, go right yeah. so.
8: like series black.
0: Uh, exactly, and that's where it happens. So it was first announced in May, and uh, let's see, the four-part series pits Wizarding World fans against one another in a battle to be crowned the House Cup champion. Mm. So Helen Mirren is going to uh, is going to host that. All right, um, we have movies opening this weekend, so let's find out what we got. We're going to start with Cry Macho. It is a drama and western, and it stars Clint Eastwood, Dwight Yoakam, and Eduardo Minette. Uh, Here's the plot. Mike Milo, or Milo, I'm not sure, a one-time rodeo star and washed-up horse breeder who takes a job from an ex-boss to bring the man's young son home from Mexico... Uh, Forced to take the back roads on their way to Texas, Uh, the unlikely pair faces an unexpectedly challenging journey during which the world-weary horseman finds unexpected connections and his own self of redemption. Uh, It's two hours and one minute long, rated PG-13. It is in wide theater release today. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 53%. Why are you crying, Majo? No. I don't know. I can't move as fast
5: as I used to.
0: So that's one movie opening. Stop crying. The second one is The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which we were just talking about. Yes. The drama and a biography. uh, Jessica Chastain, Andrew Garfield, and Cherry Jones star. Garfield is playing Spider-Man in this, by the way. Oh, wow. Okay, so I thought he would have a resurgence of that role at some point. Um, So, it's an intimate look at the extraordinary rise, fall, and redemption of televangelist Tammy Faye Baker, who, with her husband, built the world's largest religious broadcast network, only to watch it crumble amidst controversy. Uh, Two hours and six minutes long. It's PG-13. Limited theater release. Rotten Tomatoes scores it at 66%. And then one last movie to mention, The Lady of the Manor. Uh, It's a fantasy comedy, and it stars Melanie Linsky, Judy Greer, and Justin Long. Uh, According to the description, past and present collide in this supernaturally funny buddy comedy when stoner slacker Hannah is hired to portray Lady Wadsworth, a southern belle who died in 1875 in a tour at Wadsworth Manor. Hannah, a hot mess, figures that she can fake it until the ghost of Lady Wadsworth appears. Uh, It is an hour and 36 minutes long. It's rated R. Theaters and streaming starts today, and Rotten Tomatoes scores it at 36%. All right, here are the clips. So a Korean man uh, faces the threat of deportation and loss of his adopted family in Blue Bayou. In this clip, Alicia Vikander talks about how starring or starting a family of her own has impacted how she sees her past films.
11: Obviously, having a child, suddenly, you know, that shift happens in
9: life. I I don't normally go back and watch my own films. Obviously, the experience of shooting Blue Bayou had been different had I had a child at that
1: point.
6: Anyway!
0: Blue Bayou premieres in theaters today. Here's the next clip. With the eyes of Tammy Faye, premiering today, producer and star Jessica Chastain discusses what it would be like to watch the movie with Tammy herself. Here we go.
4: Well, first of all, I don't think I would have to ask her because if I was sitting next to her in a movie theater, I think she'd be talking the whole time. It'd be like, oh, oh, I love that outfit. Like, I think she would be like saying like, oh, that's a very pretty. Yes, I love. Okay, well, you know, I didn't do that. Oh, yeah. Okay, I could see why you did that. Like, I think she would just be like be director's commentary nonstop. And I think she'd probably be crying.
0: Really? Yeah. yeah. The eyes of Tammy Faye is in theaters today. Yes, she would cry all the time. Remember well, that? Katherine O'Hara did
3: a parody when they were they were parodying her before all the controversy broke out, and so she was doing a
6: commercial for it, like military grade mascara press. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Jan Hooks also did a great Tammy Faye on Saturday yeah. Night Live. Nice. Yeah,
0: all right, so that's our
6: report
0: for this Friday morning, September seventeenth. We are less than an hour away from your first shot went winning some five hundred dollar love from WMMR in the form of the MMR Money Clips. So two chances today with us alone and then five more shots outside of that throughout the day here at MMR details at WMR.com. but we'll give you plenty of advance notice that it's going to be happening. We'll come back in a moment guests on the show and stuff to tell you about. Yeah, we'll get to all that. Be right back.
4: You've waited all summer. All right, you guys ready? And it's almost here. Yeah. South Philadelphia presents MMRBQ, Saturday, September 25th, at BB&T Pavilion, the all-day rock festival. Yeah, it's going to be good, huh? Featuring Jane's Addiction, The Offspring, and Cheap Trick. It's gonna we're going to be drinking, we're going to have a good time. Tickets to party on the lawn start at just $25. And get you general admission for the first five bands, Dirty Honey, Dorothy, Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen, Aaron Jones, and Fox. And the get down. MMRBQ 2021. We're ready to rock from 933 WMMR. Everything that rocks.
10: Presented by Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia in the heart of South Philly. Game on.
0: Nick pulled up several different ways to say good morning in different languages. Uh in French it is Bon matin. Ah Did okay. I say that correctly? Bon matin. bon matin. Bon matin. Bon matin. It'd be like having Sebastian LeTou <laughs> lying next to you in bed. It's like, bonjour is bon, good day. Bon matin. bon matin. I have a owner. Good morning. Would you want to see my owner? <laughs> I wake up <laughs> with an owner. <laughs> Every morning I wake up with an owner. Uh, buenos dias, obviously is Spanish. Uh, <clears throat> guten Morgen. I said good Morgan a moment ago. It's guten Morgen. It's German. Ah, bon matin. Maton. Metin. 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 Bon matin. Matin. Matin.
3: Bon break up, pastor. Bon it's time that. to get in to do your <laughs>
8: radio <regular> show. <laughs> Entertain <laughs> the people of the Shire. Hmm. Huh.
0: Gandalf in the morning. I love that.
8: I like the Italian one.
0: Ah, uh, buongiorno. buongiorno. Hey. That's, a... <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, in Farsi, it's, I don't even know how you'd pronounce that. Soba, sob, uh, it's S O B H, uh, yeah. Becker. How do you yeah. say this, Steve? Uh, yeah. Sobecker? Sobecker. Yeah. Ah, sobecker yeah. to you. Uh, So there you go. We've we've just, we've welcomed many people uh, to a new day. Or pissed them off for mispronouncing. Uh, That we probably really did. So there you go. And I apologize for that. Hey, there's a new Daily Rush video. I mentioned this yesterday, a little bit later in the show, but it is uh, TJ Miller. Yeah. interview with him. A lot of fun. uh, The description says, "Uh, last time TJ was on, Preston had to pee so bad. And this time, TJ's got to go. (laughs) Uh, We had reminded him of that story and he said he had to pee and leave. So, you can follow WMMR on Instagram, by the way, and we'll deliver your uh, Daily Rush video right to your feed every time we have them. Don't cost nothing. Easy way to do it. And it's sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. And you can learn more at xfinity.com. So Do you have something caught in your meat tooth there,
6: Casey? Oh, no, oh, it's apparently it's my fruit tooth now. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I took a bite of an apple. He is vigorously flossing here if you Is that why you threw that in the trash can We yes. heard clunk, right. Because it went in there and like and I can't I don't know where it is. I can't get it out. <laughs> like
0: oh, uh, Casey's using his, his old toothpick, uh yeah. floss thingy.
6: You didn't get it? No, it's uh. like I can't even like get I can't get Oh, I think I might have moved it. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't even know where it is. Slush so can... slosh some water around in your mouth. Mm, how about some coffee? Coffee will work too. Yeah, any kind of liquid will do. That's what they recommend. Use gargle with coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's doing. Let's let's watch and see. No. If can get it. Anything? Do we have yeah, success? No. All right, we'll keep at it. It is insanely annoying when you get something stuck in your teeth, and it it will. And especially if I'm like driving and I don't have anything, I can't have no access to floss or toothpick or anything like that. And you're like. I'm going to have to be The next 30 minutes, I'm going to be dealing with
2: this. And it it, it,
3: it keeps you distracted. However, my my greatest joy is when I get home and use my water pick to dislodge it, and then it's joyous.
2: (laughs) I told you, I won't eat specific foods because they get stuck in my teeth, and I I just can't deal with it if I'm not at home.
0: I don't doubt it. This has never happened before with an apple for me. All right. Well, we'll talk about this later because we'll get to the connoisseur at some point. Right now, i got to clean out the junk drawer, and I want to do that with you guys. So here we go. All right, let me let me go elbow deep into the drawer here. All right, this is pretty cool. Now, the Phils had a great game last night. Crazy comeback. Yes. Uh, amazing. But Wednesday's game had a really cool thing happen. I don't know if you guys saw the video. I this did. 10-year-old kid. Oh yeah. Uh, he's catching a lot of attention. In fact, I saw him on ABC National News this morning. Oh, really? Yes. So, a foul ball was hit down third baseline. And this kid, Aaron Presley is his mm-hmm. name, which is cool because Aaron is Elvis Presley's middle name, Elvis Aaron Presley. And I thought that was cool. That his name. Thanks. Uh, he's 10 years old. He was sitting with his dad. Uh, and he said, I was following the ball. I see it hit the ground. And I went to go grab it. It was so exciting. And as he was celebrating, he noticed there was a little girl crying. Mm-hmm. Okay. He said, I look over and I see the girl. She's crying. Her name was seven-year-old Emma Brady. And uh, he, so he went over and he gave her the baseball.
5: That's oh, my so God. Cool. It yeah. was so sweet. Now, Aww.
0: I found out the reason she was crying was not because she didn't get the ball. It's because she fell down on her leg and it hurt. Aww. And so she hurt herself. Well, didn't he push her down trying to grab the he, ball? Yeah. No, yeah no. So he said, uh, Aaron handed her the baseball. He said, it just didn't feel right having the ball and knowing that somebody's crying. Oh. So I just had to give it to her. <laughs> Uh, Emma's dad said he came right over, no hesitation. He saw her for a moment. Without even thinking, he just turned and handed her the ball, and it was the sweetest thing. And I love this. So on this interview I saw this morning, yeah, Aaron was re- repeating this phrase. He said, I just wanted to be nice. And oh. he goes on, and he tells her, he goes, be nice to people because not a lot of people in this world are nice. And so he's kind of pushing this message saying, if you can be nice, just be nice. How well, old is he? He's 10. It
3: gives you. It does not give you hope for the future. Absolutely, if if there are kids like that out
12: there. Absolutely. Well,
2: in every the whole video, the the girl's mom, she is like, you know, looks like she's overwhelmed, but like, like, thank you, you don't have to do that. And then I guess. His dad, or whoever he's with, like you can see, yeah. it just was like a great moment. Everyone was happy at the Don't end. Don't
3: focus in on the little girl who pretended she was hurt to get the ball. Yeah. What <laughs> you do is, no, 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 it's a beautiful story. It's wonderful.
0: Uh, so the Phillies found Aaron later on. They gave him oh. another baseball. Oh. And uh, he got a contract. Go and then Emma's family also bought him a gift certificate to pick up some Phillies gear for his next oh, night see? at the park, which is really That's cool. Awesome. Uh, but he said, uh, I'll probably bring my glove next time. Uh, that he goes to the games.
3: When so. you would go when you would go, would you bring your glove when you were a kid? Sometimes, yeah. 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 I, I, still
6: yeah I, I still do. I still do, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. The last two games I went to, I was yeah. in four hundred level on <laughs> July and I brought my glove. And then I brought my glove. I was in uh left field last time. All right, question but every time. Do you wear it? Uh yes. When okay. when, when when play is going on, yeah. I How know. do you eat your hot dogs? Yeah. Uh well, the other the other hand, I guess, right? Yeah, you okay. have two hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh no, you, you eat hot dogs in between innings. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, know- beforehand. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So I thought that was really sweet. And he also mentioned uh, on this, uh, on the, the thing I saw this morning, he's like, you know, he, he was like, Philly gets a bad rap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and he goes, and, and it's not true. And so he wanted to kind of cover that. That whole, uh, you know, perception. Well, of that's the city. a cool kid, and kudos but, to his dad. So I thought that was cool. So uh, nice job there, bud. You did it. You did a good thing, Aaron Presley. So I mm. thought that was cool. Now I have something that kind of ties into that in the junk drawer. Let me see. I, know it's, I left it. Okay. Oh, here it is. <laughs> do you guys like it when I pretend and do that? Do. Or no? I, to me, it's it's theater. I, <laughs> Wait, is it something pretending? like a if you had like a mousetrap in there or something? That would yeah. that, that'd be that would really mean. sell it, wouldn't it?
2: Right. No, because all the mousetraps you keep in your junk drawer.
0: And you keep them ready to trigger. All right, so this is according to a website, bookies.com. I'm on it all the time. Which NFL fans are the rowdiest?
3: Oh, they keep coming up with this yeah. uh, thing. and and, and Okay, so, so who's the rowdiest? I'll read the
0: description. It says, when it comes to getting wild and making noise, NFL fans know how to make their presence felt during games. Whether it's chanting, booing, booing, yelling, or general misbehaving, football fans are among the wildest in all of sports. Uh, but which fan bases are the rowdiest of them all? In order to find out, we recently surveyed NFL fans across the country to determine the rowdiest fans. Mm-hmm. And ladies and gentlemen, the rowdiest fans are... The Philadelphia Eagles. Wow. Oh my God! Really? So it says, and and it says rowdiest behaviors, and this is for each team. It's got all the teams all right. ranked here that are the rowdiest, and uh, it says uh, in our rowdiest behavior, drink too much. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So the top five I'll give you are uh, the Eagles. Then you have the Bills, okay, which they're known to have uh, a rowdy. They, the they are yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And their their rowdy's behavior is damage property. Right.
3: Yeah, vandalism.
0: Uh, and then you have the Cowboys, and they drink too much. Okay. Yeah. Then you have uh, the Raiders, and their rowdy's behavior is they're too loud.
8: Yeah, and I wonder how the Vegas fans are because, uh, you know, the Raiders obviously were in Oakland forever and their new stadium just opened up. I mean, it opened up last year, but they were played in front of fans for the first time last week. So I wonder if Vegas fans are nearly as bad as Oakland fans were. Right. Uh, and then you have,
0: uh, after Pittsburgh, it's, uh, well, Pittsburgh is, is
8: five, and they're too loud. And then
0: the Patriots and the Bears and the Green Bay Packers and so on. So, down uh, am, I, so am I correct in saying they're saying the
6: the rowdiest of the rowdy are the Philadelphia fans? Yes. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. I, listen. Number one. I don't think rowdy is a uh, an insult. I, I like the term Rowdy, you know. Right. Like the worst fans and, like you know, Roddy Piper. I, I and so yeah. he, the thing about him is he didn't know if he was a good guy you or a bad. guy. He did not know, and that's what kept you. you guessing. Um but so it's so speaking of drink too much, there is a picture that's been making his rounds on on Twitter and everything. Have you guys seen this guy at the uh Carolina Panthers game on Sunday? No. Oh, uh, if you guys can find this guy, this the the amount of beers that are under this guy's seat are ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. Okay, like I, you know, and I'm like, did a did he drink all of those, and B did he pay for all of those? Well, let me. I mean, we're, it's like five hundred dollars worth of beer under his. Let me ask you a question. In a stadium situation,
3: if if the vendors coming around, are uh, are stadiums asked <laughs> to implement a cutoff? In uh, other sometimes. words, the way a ba- yeah, the yeah. way a bartender, yeah, a so. bar, Casey.
0: That's we're looking at. This. It's it's about a case of beer underneath <laughs> there. Yeah, easily a case. And Uh those those are probably, those are the aluminum bottles, which Uh I think might be bigger than 12 ounces. Yeah, I think they're 16
8: ounces. Case, have you ever used the uh, text to the stadium? Um, Option that they have now for rowdy fans. For, no. for, uh, for fans that are getting have out of you? control. Uh no, but I came close to it this summer because I went to a Phil's game. There's Phil's Yankees and uh there were really obnoxious phil's fans behind my right. Yeah. really obnoxious Yankees fans on uh, back and to the left and um other people texted and and s- enough people did that security came down and said, Gentlemen, we're getting several reports from you guys. And Really? So, yeah, and they stopped. It but it was the the, the woman security guard who came down. Handled it perfectly, and she addressed it seriously. Yeah, she's like, "Don't don't mess this up again, or well, this, you're, or you're gone." So this adds a level of protection and anonymity. Absolutely, correct? yeah, All right. yeah. And when you get several of them, you know that that's serious. You know, I'm sure people could prank or or be, you know, maybe right. t- too um I don't know too lightweight about it or whatever. But uh you know, th- these people were getting texted repeatedly. Huh. Huh. Yeah,
3: well, that's pretty cool. Unless she walks away and goes, "Thank you for calling, sir."
5: <laughs> 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 uh,
0: <laughs> Uh, I, I went to one Phil's game this uh, uh, this summer, and um, I did see an usher speak to a group of guys. They were getting loud. They weren't getting out of hand at all, right? But they were speaking directly to the players, um, and the, uh, the usher came over and said, "Guys, you need to you need to stop doing that." Um, because it was distracting, and they yeah, they were talking yeah. to to the Phil. actually. Yeah. You don't want to do that, uh, and, and they were being encouraging and right. so on. But they were directly saying the names of the guys and so uh-huh. on. She was like, "Could you please not do that?" Right, because they are working. And did they respond? Yeah, they were yeah. like, "Yeah, it's all right, you know." So it was no big deal. We were having wow. a good time, um, but um, that's yeah, that's interesting. Is that why you only get seats behind home plate now? That's <laughs> why. It's, it's the only place I'll sit, man. Shake Shack burgers for free. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. But I, I think they were they were just you know being respectful so yeah. or or the the usher was yeah i now- think if you're if you're
3: if you're a zealous nature which is totally fine mm-hmm. uh, it, you know in a sporting event starts to impact the enjoyment of people around you that's when it's the issue right
6: yeah i, I listen i've been to enough eagles games and i've seen enough uh, interactions that like i just i shake my head and and if anybody mm. well if anybody disagrees with me like we're just going to have to agree to disagree yeah. like you should be allowed and should be able to wear an opposing team's jersey huh. or shirt in somebody else's stadium. Just understand that, like, some ribbing and rousing and uh, razzing might happen, yeah. and I'm okay with the ribbing and razzing because it's like you know, it's to me, it's an act, yeah. right? Like, the, you know, it's like it's like a wrestling. It's like, all right, we're gonna play this part, and we're gonna play the part of of, uh, of enemies, you know. But like, once you go over that line and you start getting like overly insulting. Uh, and then you get, oh, like, you start throwing things at people. do well, like, did you,
3: you have a foam rubber hat torn off your head at a, at a Devil's?
6: Yes. Oh, it playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it was, was playoffs. playoffs. In Jersey, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> playoffs <There's>, are different. <laughs> there's a, hey, uh, there's Ripped a sh- off my head and ripped to the shreds. <laughs> there's a shirt I
0: want to get. Uh, actually, it's from The Onion, you know, the, uh, the parody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and it says, and I'm going to get it, it says, my regional sports team is superior to your regional <laughs> sports
5: team.
0: <laughs> I need to get that. Pierre would like that too.
2: This might be a dumb question. Is there a city you can go to and wear your respective jersey and not be? I think I
3: think you yeah. can
0: to most right. St. Louis. I mean, it,
3: where St. Louis. St. Louis, yeah. Like you they think don't so? care.
2: Yeah, I mean,
0: well, you might people might give you a hard time. We're not gonna kill you're you. You're not gonna be afraid, right. To do that.
3: Right. Would um, you be afraid here to do that? Do you think? Yeah. Have you seen?
6: I see people all the time. And wearing, I would say. Wearing opposing stuff. More often than not, do it's, they get, they it's, get it's, r- it's a fine. little razzing, right? It, it gets a little razzing. And and more often than not, like, it's it's um, innocent enough. Right. But I have seen things. Where, you know, I saw a guy in the Eli Manning jersey get a beer thrown at him. I'm like, come no. on, man. No. Don't do that. But also, I, I got, like, assaulted at a, a 49ers game in San Francisco. So, like, it happens everywhere. Sure. You yeah. know, and I was just simply walking in the concourse. I wasn't making any sounds. wasn't doing anything. You know, I was just, Were you physically jumped? Uh, I was physically pushed. Okay, from behind, and then whoever pushed me like took off. Right, you it's know, it's a dick. It's
2: just a dick.
0: I mean, yeah. you know, there are some people that 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 for whatever reason, it's yep. it's a personal. Where's guy. that
2: dick now? <laughs> <laughs> it's a personal
8: attack on them, Casey. Uh, what are the worst
6: Eagles games to go to for fan behavior? Like uh,
2: Monday- Cowboys game, anything no, no, no,
8: no, oh. mo- like Monday night game, Sunday afternoon game, four o'clock. Definitely
6: anything after a one o'clock game, a four o'clock game, uh, and any night game, okay. any any game where people have more time to drink before they enter yeah. the stadium. Pre-game, yeah, right. the worst.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Yep. <laughs> All right. Well. Anyhow, this is according to bookies.com. Uh The Eagles have the rowdiest fans in the country. Dog cords! There you go. Let me see what I got. <laughs> ow! I got a paper cut there. Reaching in, there. I don't know what it was. You're, that's theater of the mind, man. So
3: let's. It's see. like stigmata.
0: This is interesting. Um, human colonies on Mars can and uh, possibly will be built someday using actual blood sweat and tears from the astronauts who build them this is according to science did I going to use the poop at the University of Manchester no that's Adobe they use that for growing the potatoes in. yeah it's so like, like in the marsh did in the Martian uh so they said they've come up with a bloody brilliant way to solve the expansive challenge of sending building materials to Mars so how, how is it brilliant if you're draining the life
5: fluids
3: out of people to build your structures oh this is blood sweat and tears yeah, yeah. yeah. you got that's
0: no You Um, need entertainment when you're there. Yes, you do. Water is scarce on Mars, and it costs $2 million to send a single brick to the red planet, according to estimates. But astronauts can simply make their own concrete on site Hmm. using Martian dust and their own blood, according to findings published this month in the Journal of Materials Today bio. Uh, And it's not a theoretical thing. According to the study, scientists have already made a concrete-like substance called astrocrete. Using human blood and synthetic uh, regolith, which is the scientific term for soil on Mars and the moon.
3: This house is coming on great,
0: <laughs> But that's literally They're what almost- they'll do. They will have to don't essentially donate their blood while they're there to make
8: bricks. Hey, we need an extra bedroom. (laughs) Next time we get to Neil deGrasse Tyson on, I want to ask him what the best movie for representation of science in space is because he trashes Armageddon, rightfully so, for being like the worst as you know for representing anybody going into space. But I I wonder how accurate The Martian is or could be. You know, like I bet it's pretty damn. I think so too. The only
0: thing that I've read that they had issue with that is that the storms that they portray on there are not to that level like like a like a typhoon or like, like yeah, a okay. cyclone or right. anything like that that they don't get that intense because the atmosphere is not thick enough to okay. create that kind of now that's what i read um so i'm not 100% sure on that and there might have been a couple of other little things They probably say well. ET right
8: Yeah yeah maybe. that's right those guys are old
0: so anyhow, uh, so the mixture works because of human uh, serum albumin. Uh, Man, this is creepy. Which is a common protein found in the plasma of human blood. The protein curdles when it is dehydrated, creating a strong bonding agent that pulls the dust together. Uh, okay. The blood and dust mixture alone is equivalent to concrete. Uh, but researchers say it becomes even stronger when human urea is added to the mix. Yes, Yeah, this golden touch which is urea that comes from sweat, tears, and urine, uh, increases the strength of Astrocrete by 300%.
3: Mission control permission to piss bricks.
0: Uh, the Astrocrete uh, Crete itself is a dull shade of brown, but it can be shaped into any form, can be used in 3D printing. As Astrocrete well. 2000. <laughs> right. Nice. Uh, the paper doesn't say anything about the smell, but Astrocrete structures <laughs> would likely protect a sealed inner shell made from something else, so one wouldn't be in direct contact with the piss and blood bricks. You like that recliner? It's made out of snot. Uh, The main job, according to the paper, would be to keep out radiation and uh, the Martian dust storms. Quick question, though.
3: Obviously, you're going to need a voluminous amount of construction materials before your entire crew is dead from mm-hmm. dehydration and loss of blood. How do you solve that problem? This is a, this is a long game. Okay, so, so like a brick,
0: of, a brick uh, every two months. Uh, so actually, something like that,
3: Steve. Yeah.
5: Uh,
0: so here's the deal. According to the researchers' first estimates, an astronaut could potentially give enough blood to make a standard red brick of clay, a red clay brick, in one month. Uh, that's assuming that they donate a liter of blood twice per week. So what do you, you basically, you'll be able to
3: build a like a, a fully functional doghouse before you die of... Yeah.
0: Right. I mean, because uh, I mean, that's, I can see
3: this as perhaps a patch, right? But to build an entire colony or, or to build the
0: structure... Well, like I said, it's a long game thing. Yeah. And if they send several people up there and they keep sending people up there, then that's going to... Uh, you know, because it's just way too, it's just inefficient to send these building materials. Gosh, right guys, there. I
3: don't know anything about space, and I'm not, yeah, it, 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 what they're going to start doing then is they're going to start sending up people just literally as as Home Depot
6: supplies. Right. I just was wondering if it's, if you could just bring, uh, make water, you know, bring hydrogen, bring oxygen, and just make it there.
0: Uh yeah, but I mean that stuff that weighs yeah
6: you know it's, know it's weight.
0: This is already this is something your body is producing over and over, and will reproduce naturally. So I don't know. well well
3: uh, you we can we assume we should get Neil deGrasse Tyson back on. Uh, but uh, the um, the the notion of I think you would want to send
0: all your supplies in unmanned ships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll probably do that. Yes, yeah, but it's bit by bit, it's piece by piece, and it is. When it comes to space travel, man, it's all about weight. Yes. Because you need fuel to push that weight. Now, once you're in space. even the fuel weighs a certain amount. And as it's expelled, they do the math and find out that, you know, we need this much because we'll burn up this much and there'll be less weight and it will take less fuel to get us that much farther.
3: (laughs) They're going to launch complex. from the moon, is what what the understanding is, correct?
0: I believe that's right. One so, of the one so, of the
3: strategies, yeah. And weight concerns are really the concern when you're lifting up from a gravitational pull, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So, which to the get, moon has, right? It's you have to get it to the
3: moon. Yeah, you have
0: to, have to get it from here to the moon, right? So maybe they'll make the this uh these resources on the moon and then send them to the uh, uh to the Martian uh colonies or whatever. Yeah. It's a, it's fascinating. Anyhow, uh, is this, this is the way <laughs> It's fascinating. You know, this is the way that scientists think. They, they think have about to. efficiency, they think about practicality and all of that <laughs> stuff. That's why the
3: Martian is so good because of the it way is. that he he breaks it down to just the thinnest margin or Gary Sinise in uh in uh, Apollo 13 mm-hmm. you know every little trying to conserve every little thing you can
8: when they talk about uh and I think Elon Musk has talked about <clears throat> this mining comets you know like sending yes a, a craft to a comet in order to remove the ice from it and using that for space exploration I mean to me that's like uh, sci-fi stuff, but they're talking about actually doing that now, and and maybe it's feasible in the next fifty years. Do you know, Elon Musk is so practical about
3: all of this uh, and his, his 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 projects coming up involving Mars that he, from the get-go, has said it's very likely people will die in this in this process yeah. because if you if you don't get people used to that concept, right. the people that you're asking to volunteer,
0: you know, it's like, oh,
3: well, I didn't yeah. know this was part of it. <laughs>
0: Uh, By the way, one last uh, bit of information about this. The material could go much farther if it is used as mortar between sandbags. In that case, an astronaut could potentially produce enough astrocrete to make room for a second astronaut over the course of a mission. So you see, it will will, uh, add up over time. Uh, They also estimate that six astronauts on a two-year mission to Mars, could produce about 500 kilograms of building materials mm. over that time.
3: Do we have Rob Zombie in there, Case? <laughs> AstroCrete 2000.
0: AstroCrete uh, <laughs> 3000. Uh,
3: it's fascinating. It's fascinating. You yeah. know, and, and and but you're right. They have to take the long the long game on this.
0: Yep. All right. One more thing I think is all we have time for because we got to get ready for the MMR money clips. Uh, another item I found in the junk drawer, if you only listen to people you agree with... You'll only hear what you want. (laughs) Some researchers suggest that motivated beliefs can explain the spread of misinformation online. So University of California researchers tested to see if motivated beliefs in information exchange can produce or exaggerate biases. And they found that people with one set of beliefs were unlikely to adjust their outlook, even when paired with someone with opposite beliefs. Uh, The data also shows participants with the lowest IQ scores were most likely to accept only information that reinforced their biases. So
3: here's the thing I always say to people is that if you if you feel you've never been wrong in your life, then don't listen to other points of view. If you've ever been wrong, listen to other points of view. I have changed my views many times throughout life, and I, I, it's, it's part of the yeah, deal. That's how you grow and that's how you evolve. Uh, there are things that I thought years ago that I'm like, I, I can't believe... That was a but but it 's all part of the process of accruing information i I do want all the information presented to me and allow
8: me to decide what I want to agree with or I, not but agree but with even that is hard man I, I went to Google News the other day and there was a news story that probably was polarizing, and there were five different headlines, and there was so much um written into each headline that skewed the perspective on on the, if every different story. It's it was, amazing. It's amazing. It amazing. And and so it, depending on what your viewpoint was and, and where your predetermined viewpoint was. You're being it, catered to. And whatever one you clicked on, well, then the, the algorithm kicks in next time you go to that site. You know, it's just no, I, I, it's I want, messed I, I
0: want up. No, I want this story, but I want to present it this way.
3: Exactly,
8: which makes it really yeah, difficult.
0: Yeah. I have but my that's friend... why it's kind of on you. It's you know, you. On can, you. Sit, people can sit there and blame and say it's the media's fault. No, no, and someone, no. You have to do you exactly. have to, exactly. So but it says here the people with the lowest IQs were most likely to accept only information that reinforced their biases. It's the stupid people. <laughs> but you know what what happens is a lot of times
3: you right there right then and there there they, you it's up to you to check all of the sources <clears throat> to do the due diligence to examine things to weigh things to to work on your assessment of the information. Don't rush to judgment and take the time to do that. And then you'll feel better about investing
0: the time in your decision and and how you feel about things. And you also need to search out as best you can uh, the least biased. Alternate sources. And you know which ones. You know which ones are biased. You know which ones swing way right or way left. And try to find the ones that are, uh, and and there are some out there that stay more down the middle and try to go that way. And you can maybe make a more informed decision. there are people
3: who may be saying what I agree with, but a lot of times <laughs> I just don't like the way they're saying it oh, yeah. and I think I think that the potential for that to skew how I'm receiving the information will preclude me from listening to yeah. their take
6: on it. but I know <clears throat> just from my own experience that uh, even if I believe something that was then proven wrong doesn't like i don't like F- being wrong, do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, mind yeah. Mind. Yeah. Being,
0: being wrong hurts a little bit, yeah. for sure. If you've believed something for a long time and, and you're proven wrong, it stings. Yeah. You know, it, it, you, it, you feel a little stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, but, so I understand. But, that. But, it's, yeah. <laughs> but, but but with age, I think, I'm sorry to interrupt No, Steve, you're absolutely right. But with age, when when you can come to terms with, I was wrong.
6: I was wrong.
8: If you can come to terms with that, I, I think it makes a, a it's better It's exist- liberating. A, a better existence. It's liberating. And it's
0: liberating, yes.
8: And read beyond the headlines. Don't just read the headlines, you know, I mean, like, (laughs) take take a little bit of time. Oh, my God,
3: please do not accrue all of your information off
8: social media.
0: Please. Yes, Yes, we Mm -hmm. beg of you. We absolutely (laughs) beg of you. All right, I'm going to end on that because we're running out of time. So thank you for letting me clean out the drawer, the drawer of junk. The drawer of drunk, I almost <laughs> said. <laughs> uh, Maybe you are hoarding booze. When we get back, we're going to get into the B-File stories, and we'll have your first chance at winning $500. Mars Money Clip. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Like the
10: Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
0: Sadsbury. Oh, i living so
8: happy, Berry. Where is Sadsbury? Or so even Dingleberry. <laughs> in between Coatesville and Gap.
2: Yeah, it's pretty far out.
8: Welcome to Sadsbury. Uh, Dingleberry
0: would even be better than Sadsbury. Two times over. <laughs> you know what they
3: say about us in Dingleberry? They say we go,
5: whoo, whoo,
0: whoo, whoo, whoo. I have never heard of Sadsbury,
5: neither
3: have
0: I. There are some funny-sounding towns out there. Most definitely. All right. Uh, Hey, can I do a couple shout-outs real quick? I I actually, these are timely. Uh, So let me get to them. This one says, uh, Hey, Preston, my fiance Justine is a massive fan. She's constantly quoting your show. Uh, Took me months to realize that you were a radio show and not her co-workers. (laughs) Uh, We're going to be getting married September 18th, and I know she'll be listening uh, Friday uh, the 17th to the podcast when uh, she's getting ready. So... If you could give her the wettest chart out that you have, uh, like change your pants and never eat tacos again, <laughs> wet, uh, it would make her day. Thank you from a new fan. That is from John McCann. So here's a chart out. Good luck to you guys, man. Yes, That's really cool. I'm happy absolutely. for you. Absolutely. Uh, here's another one that says, "Oh yeah, yeah." yeah. I always get this uh, every year. Uh, this is the uh, the 13th annual Pirate Festival. Right. Uh, It says, we have so much to offer this community, uh, the community, and this festival gives everyone a day of fun and pirating on the Delaware River. Saturday, September 18th from 11 to 6 p.m. Pirates will once again be firing cannons, singing, performing skits, and visitors can view uh, their period encampment while enjoying the food, beer garden, family games and activities, fire engine rides and train rides. Uh, Crafters are there, all kinds of stuff. So they want to shart out, this is from Anna a uh shout out says uh we will also have 50-50 raffle and courtside seat tickets to the Blue Coats game and uh uh and so on. It says the Blue Coats it says the G team of the 76ers.
8: Yeah, it's like the minor leagues. they okay. play down in uh, Delaware. So it's uh, like the Reading Phillies or the Scranton Wilkes-Barre uh Phillies which don't exist anymore. Okay.
5: <laughs> it's and the Blue
8: Coats. You we- know- it
0: doesn't say exactly where it is. I'm sorry. but Just look around. Yeah. You'll find yeah. it.
6: Just go to Marcus Hook and start walking yeah. around. You see a lot of people dressed as pirates. Yeah. It is in that area, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Marcus Hook kind of. Yeah.
3: And I, I'm glad they're carrying on the tradition of the classic pirate, which is the 50-50 raffle. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. uh, so a shout out for those guys, yes. please. May I? Oh, I'm sorry. May I read something too, Preston, just uh, Sure. I got a couple more to All go right, to. when you're done. Oh, oh, okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Right. No, Jump this just it. has to do, it. I mentioned it earlier on in the week, uh, uh, Amy Blocklet, who, uh, Bucklet, I'm sorry, who is with the Mixie Chicks, wanted to, uh, um, and they do all sorts of charity work, they wanted to remind us all about the Brad Fox 5K, which is tomorrow... And it's taking place at Archbishop Wood High School. And the info, Nick, is the information up on the. Uh, yep. So if you go to the uh, the President Steve uh, site, you can find all the information. It's a wonderful cause for a one- in memory of a wonderful man. And uh, it's also a lot of fun. So please check into it if you're looking for something to do. All
0: right, here's another uh, shout out. It says, Hey, uh, I'm Chris. I'm a part of a coaster group called CJ's Crazy Coaster Crew. You mean like you can put your drinks on their heads? No,
6: I think it means roller coasters. Oh, so. They just love putting their drinks on these things. They
0: have an event coming up on. This Saturday and next Saturday, uh, uh, there is the group's scares for cares event at Six Flags, where members of the crew get dressed up as ghouls in lieu of getting paid. Six Flags Great Adventure writes uh, a check to the charities. Uh,
5: scares
0: It says Project Real, Bianca's Kids, and Howling Woods. Three charities, uh, three different charities, different one each Saturday. I would like to give a shout out to CJ and Ed for putting the event together and Six Flags for allowing it and all the coaster crew members participating in the Scares for Cares event.
6: That's cool. I feel like, I I think I saw these guys at Maury's Pier last summer, two summers ago. So they're big
0: coaster junkies. Yeah. I guess so. And then one last butt plug. It says, uh, reaching out if you could support us by mentioning this event during your show. My husband, Harry, was a huge fan of... Uh, for many years of MMR, the only radio station he listened to. And being a truck driver, your shows helped him deal with the loneliness of being on the road. Uh, he looked forward to Pierre's Christmas card every year and Alice's restaurant to be played during Thanksgiving. And he also attended many of your events. That's great. Um, unfortunately, he passed. So, oh, my uh, God. She says, we're having our first annual car and bike show in memory of my husband. He took his own life. Uh, we are a nonprofit 501C3 called Harry's Hands. Uh, to help and heal. Dedicated helping with mental health and suicide in the community. Incredibly important. Uh, The event is coming up on October 10th, and I've included a flyer and a website for your viewing. Nick already has this information up on PrestonAndSteve.com. And uh, this is from Jen Babe, and she says, I thank you in advance of your help. Please be well. Uh, So we have that posted up as a community event. Yep. Lots of other great things. As we said, go on there. There's always great prizes at these events. There's usually Really cheap booze and food and a good time, and you're doing a good thing.
3: You're right, yeah. To do something you're normally going to enjoy anyway, and the end result is you've helped out a good charity or organization, yep. that is such a win.
0: Absolutely.
12: <laughs>
0: Thank you. Let's do the Bizarre Five. Now,
12: bizarre.
1: WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre. bizarre.
0: And it is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK to get in on the action. This is a crazy story. A Canadian police officer who was shot nine times by a colleague is now on trial for assault over the confrontation that began over a bathroom break. So the guy who got shot is on trial now. Constable Nathan Parker of the Niagara Regional Police stands accused of assault with a weapon intent to resist arrest and assaulting a police officer after allegedly attacking Detective Sergeant Shane Donovan. So on Tuesday, Donovan told the court that he barely knew Parker when the two worked on a collision reconstruction scene in rural Ontario in November 2018. Donovan was leading the operation when he assigned Parker to stop residents from using the road. The court heard that Parker left the scene and became defensive When Donovan asked him to remain, Parker said he had to leave to use the bathroom. Donovan told him, you're talking to a sergeant. Yeah. But the confrontation escalated. Parker got out of his vehicle and shoved Donovan. And Donovan said, you're under arrest for assault at that point. Right. Donovan told the court that Parker continued towards him, throwing a haymaker punch and hitting him. The sergeant said that he put up his hands in surrender and went back to his vehicle. But but he was punched again by Parker, who then drew his police-issued baton... Fearing that a strike to the head could be fatal, Donovan pulled out his gun. Right. And then Parker said, Oh, you want to do this? And yeah. then started to pull out his gun. And Donovan said, I knew if he got the firearm up on me, he would kill me. And it was either him or me. So I fired my gun until he dropped his gun. Investigators recovered ten shell casings at the seam. And Donovan said, My belief was that my life was in danger. Sounds he had it. already attacked me. He hit me three or four times. Donovan told the court that his experience of Parker was the first time he'd ever drawn his gun in his police career. And it was on another officer. Yeah. A medical examiner found four gunshot wounds on Parker's left calf, his lower abdomen, his left hip, and the back of his right foot. He also had wounds through his nose and cheek, Ooh. as well as his left shoulder and upper thigh. Uh, Ontario Special Investigations Unit... Which investigates shootings involved in police officers initially had laid charges against Donovan because he's the one who shot the, the guy, yeah, uh, including attempted murder. But the charges were later dropped, and they're charging the dude who got shot. So,
3: this there's obviously a profound psychological issue with this guy,
0: yeah. So, uh, perhaps wild, he shouldn't be a police officer. Wild story, never yeah. heard one like that before. No, all right, here's a follow up story. From what we had yesterday, police have in custody the person of interest in connected to a disturbing incident in which someone (laughs) defecated in a freezer at a grocery store. Uh Police said the person of interest in the disturbing incident at Crest Foods was identified, located, apprehended, and was booked into the Cleveland County Detention Center on unrelated charges. Detectives uh, posi- posi- Police <laughs> <that> guy. positively <laughs> identified the a- and apprehended the individual whose name has not been released as the same person involved in the incident at, as the grocery store. Shirley Wright Johnson said she had opened the freezer to grab a bag oh, of pizza rolls God. when God. she felt something strange and mushy. It's just disgusting beyond disgusting. She quickly discovered that someone defecated in the freezer and concealed the feces beneath the pizza rolls. Which, by the way, it must have... It hadn't frozen yet, so she must have gotten a fresh one. Piping hot. Yeah. She Mm. said, I was so disgusted, I was almost in tears. Police released a surveillance image of the person of interest, hoping that it would lead to him being identified and ultimately apprehended, and thanks. Uh, The man was apprehended thanks to community member assistance and the vigilance of an off-duty officer. How's this woman ever going to eat peach rolls again? By the way, the man was also suspected of taking pictures of uh, women up women's skirts at the grocery store, too. Okay. So he's, what a catch. Did
3: we determine if he did take a standing dump into an upright cabinet, uh, refrigerator unit? I had no
0: details on the exact uh, unit that he crapped in, I would love to see the footage of that. (laughs) I, I would like to break this down. All right. This is repulsive. Okay. What, that more than that? Oh yeah. Oh, very much more right. than that. A woman visited a hot burger location in Santa Cruz de la Sierra, Bolivia recently. Yeah. Realized while she was eating, she bit down on something strange. She posted on Facebook that she then found Oh god. a rotting partially severed human finger inside the burger. It's like the naked gun. It's like the naked gun (laughs) when Ricardo (laughs) Montalban is eating the
3: hot dog. Uh And there's a human finger with a ring on ring ring on on it.
0: <clears throat> oh, my God. She also posted oh God. footage of a Hot Burger representative who explains that the burgers arrive at the store pre-prepared and nothing like this has ever happened to us before.
3: They would have mentioned it.
0: The director of the National Police Special Crime Fighting Force later confirmed to local media the company employee had lost part of his finger while at work. <laughs> Not a uh, finger! But it looks like a whole finger, man. An official also said the specific location of the chain will be temporarily closed and the company would be fine. So- Don't you
3: bring that up to the people who are shipping out this stuff out? I like, want- wouldn't you say, hey, guys, there's probably a
0: finger in some of our food. I would, uh, I'm going to look for a follow-up story on this huh. down the road a bit, but, uh. My uh, dear, Kathy, look yes. at this. Look at the finger. Oh, God. oh dear
2: God, come on. <laughs> oh, dear God.
0: She probably had trouble eating the rest of the sandwich. I can't help but think of that scene with Ricardo uh-huh. Montalban biting down. He's like, ah, and he reaches in and he pulls out his <laughs> severed finger. This is the best. It's a great
3: scene. Wow!
0: All right, one last story. Uh, some people are apparently unaware of anti-theft devices. A video posted to Reddit earlier this week shows a woman examining Victoria's secret bras and cutting off a strip inside the (laughs) bra and holding it up to a camera before proclaiming they are tracking us. They are human trafficking us. This is how they find your daughters. Look in the bras. Get rid of this. It's a tracking device. It even has little numbers down here. They are tracking your children. And the video has thousands of views, hundreds of comments, most of them, as you would imagine, mocking her. One of them reads, wait until she finds out about cell phones.
6: Uh-huh. <laughs> there
0: you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right. Uh, like 30 seconds left to enter the word viral. That's it. So you got to do it now uh, if you want to win the $500 in MMRs at Money clip. So the word is viral, V-I-R-A-L. Text that over to 45911 or use it on the MMR app or at WMMR.com. We're going to take a break. Uh, Sam Morrill is going to be on the show. BD Wong will be joining us as well. We'll come back in just a few minutes. Stay with us.
10: The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You
9: Help You line. Hi, this is Bob Griffin from Charlie's Barbershop. We're located at 7 Nicholson Road in Mountie, from New Jersey. Coming in for a great cut at a decent price. My hours are Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., and Saturday, 8 to 2. Charlie's Barbershop, 7 Nicholson Road, Mountie from New Jersey. We are conveniently located right off of the Black Horse Pike. Have a great day. Next message. Hi, this is Adrian from Meat Wagon Barbecue. Come and see us at one of our two locations off of 309 and Hatfield or at the Trolley Barn Marketplace on Broad Street in Quickertown. Our menu features traditional barbecue favorites as well as unique specialties. Check us out at TheMeatWagonBBQ.com
10: the Love You, Help You line. Shop local, because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com 93.3 WMMR Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com Where Jack really does sell them for less.
0: Alright, it's a Friday and as of late, uh, that's that's when we tend to do the connoisseur segment so I think we should continue with that. It
3: completely makes sense, because people think about eating on the weekend and going out to dinner.
0: Mm. There, I just justify the whole damn thing. Thank you, I I appreciate that, Mr. Announcer. All right. First up, our first order comes from Panera. Panera. Uh, they have announced that they will soon offer a grilled mac and cheese sandwich.
8: Okay. I saw this advertised.
0: Grilled mac and cheese. It uh, threw me for a loop when I saw huh? the picture of it.
8: But yeah. I'm, I'm
3: listening. Yeah, is this? This is sort of in the realm of our spaghetti
0: sandwich. Kinda, yeah. Yes, very much. Yes. so. very much so. So uh, it, it it features Panera's mac and cheese, which <laughs> is good, by the way. Keep uh, it coming. Uh, Parmesan crisps. <laughs> and uh toasted classic white michet uh, bread m i c h e i'm not familiar K-E-Y-M-O-S-S-E. with that K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. yeah
2: i love that bread uh this doesn't seem to fit their menu um because they're like soups salads sandwiches right well they're healthy
3: they've done, they have their own flat uh, flatbreads they have their, their 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 um so they have things that sort of dabble in this area they're known for a a healthier menu I don't know how healthy um, a mac and cheese sandwich is. To some extent. Oh, I mean they, 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 have they also have some muffins either. and cookies, too. Yeah, they oh, yeah. have
2: the bakery. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. I just think, uh, the. I mean, just because you throw grilled on it, I don't know. Like, I would see this more at, like, a, a bar. Like, you're going to sit down. This is, like, the, on the bar menu, not necessarily know. from Panera. I think mm-hmm. if
3: they, Preston, and, uh, tell me if you agree. I think I would prefer the mac and cheese grilled to that crispy stage for a sandwich. As opposed to loose, you know what I'm saying, like overly macked up and
0: cheesy. Well, I uh, so make so, it more like oh, make oh it, yeah. So, yeah. so, so well if the actual macaroni and cheese, right. Not, not should, runny, should, not yeah, runny. Yeah, yeah. yeah, should have a little bit more. Should have some consistency to it. Hold is on. that the good call on it? Yeah, I think so, Marissa? I,
4: I feel like this is a secret menu item or like a hack that people do, and the people kind of caught wind of it like the and incorporated it and are like oh let's make that an item. So well, maybe cuz I don't know have you guys ever done a secret hack like that at a restaurant? No. Where you order like two things and put them together?
6: Uh no. Yeah, so I do it at Taco Bell all the time because they discontinued the beef mexi mount, but they have a uh, they have a uh, cheesy uh what, cheesy roll up. So you order a cheesy roll up and ask them to add beef and <laughs> voila, <laughs> yeah. you have a beef mexi melt.
0: No, Marissa, I don't even I don't even <laughs> ask them to leave stuff out. I oh. I don't like to I like to order it as it is on the menu. I, 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 I think you're being a bit of a dick if you, uh, well, uh, if, you if you're trying <sighs> to make them make something that, that doesn't exist on their menu.
4: but sometimes you can do it like from the screen. so at Wawa, I used to get a cheese sandwich, open face and have it melted or toasted rather, and then it was a grilled cheese.: So how would, you, how would you would uh, you
0: articulate that to them? can you do that on the menu?: Yeah, so it's just okay well a, then it's available yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, okay. you just
4: have to like it's
2: not a button though. you have to kind of coerce it yeah. to happen. Will it to happen? I do right. like the kiosks at Panera though. I I don't I I didn't visit Panera often and recently like over COVID I was going it was sort of a quick yeah. way to get a salad or whatever, but it's so easy. Those kiosks are so easy.
0: Uh yeah, they are pretty simple to order from. I yeah. didn't
2: realize they were in Paneras. Like I last time I went to Panera, it was you had to go up order.
0: Right. So they've
3: adapted they've adapted does the Panera up here close have the kiosks? I haven't I been know, in that no. one in
8: Couple of years, yeah. It used know. to be my son's favorite restaurant. Like we would go at least once a week, and I right. haven't been in a while. I, I, maybe this is a reason to get back. This mac and cheese sandwich. You know what I always, always love? They have too. It's
3: just it's a guilty pleasure. is they have the muffin tops. Oh, they're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they are good. It's the top of the muffin, <laughs> which is what you love
0: anyway. By the way, they are also offering fans a chance to win a limited edition Mac necklace. Which features a gold chain and three gold
8: plated noodles. <laughs> did you, did you make, make a noodle with, necklace when you were a kid? Of course. Yeah, okay. Yeah, with pasta and yeah.
0: or something like that. Yeah, I gave it to my mom. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good
3: idea. So, you know, my wife's charity is Max Fund, and uh, we've been looking at mac and cheese sort of tie ins oh. oh. for, for an event. Yeah, that's yeah. a good so thing. tie yeah. You
2: could have a mac and cheese event, right? like a tasting.
3: Yeah, because, yeah. Ma- listen. Uh, mac and cheese is awesome. I I I, te- I know exactly how I like. I do like it a little bit. Sometimes it was a little bit burnt on the edges. Uh, all those little things. But when you got when you have some primo mac and cheese, there's nothing like it. anybody yeah.
8: else add hot sauce to their mac and cheese?
3: I do.
6: In fact, I just did. So my my dad's birthday was on what's today? <laughs> oh. uh, it was on Tuesday. So uh, Kathy Hop, shout out Kathy Hop. Uh, she uh, went to the church with my mom and dad. <laughs> whoop, whoop. She made mac and cheese for us. Like, uh-huh. she showed up. My mom goes to Mass every single morning. And Kathy Hop was there Aww. with mac and cheese Aww. and bread pudding because she <laughs> listens to the show as well. And so she knows that I love bread pudding. So she made us a whole plate of mac and cheese. You need more so starch d- in that meal. <laughs> right. Well, what kind of hot sauce? Uh, so it was... Something like gringo. Okay. Uh, It wasn't... We are usually at Frank's uh, Red Hot Sauce. We put that S on everything. Right. But we didn't have any of that, and so we had this gringo stuff. And it was
0: delicious. I've told you before, I'll do salsa, uh, but also, you drizzle a little... um, Drizzle. Truffle oil on there. No kidding. And it'll... uh, Oh, I'm excited. Now, do
6: do you like burger meat in it? Yeah. That's Hamburger Helper. Yeah. Um, Kinda like, like, like that. If you like, if you like adding, I do. adding things to your uh, mac and cheese. Go to Corner Bakery. Go to hell. <laughs> go, go straight to hell. Go to Corner Bakery because they have like a like crunchy little bread crumbles in there. Also, I like uh, crumbles and drizzle. Um, crumbles uh, and drizzles. Also, the great vaudeville team. I'm crumbles and I'm drizzle. Uh, little bacon bits as well as chopped up uh, tomatoes. It is it is the best when- mac and cheese store bought you can. Uh, Restaurant bought
0: you can get when uh, when people are gathering uh, more often. We should do we should do a macaroni and cheese uh, uh, contest. Yes, who okay. yeah. is the best mac and cheese? Not of restaurants. Of average everyday people, You're gonna have a mac off. With there, we can yeah. have a mac off. Yeah. yeah, I love that idea. Somebody write that down. I, okay. don't, have, I don't have anything to write. Do, on right do you.
2: Make your own mac and cheese at home, like not the box. No. Michelle does. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. She get just elbow macaroni and then uh, she whips up uh, cheese sauce. Cheeses, and she yeah. loves it's really really good. So oh yeah, uh, it's good oh, that oh, way. Oh yeah, it's cheese, my regular Saturday night thing. Speaking of cheese, my regular Saturday night thing, baby. Oh yeah. Speaking of cheese, I have another item from the connoisseur that I think you'll like. Now, this is a musical contribution. To the world of food? To the world of food, to the con- and, and local as well. And local? Uh, yeah, so our, our friend, uh, uh, amazing uh, bakery specialist that she is calling Creeble, of Creeble's Bakery, uh, had alerted me to a group of teenage girls. I think they're 17 years old, or at least some yeah. of them might be, and there's three girls that are from North Wales, and they have a punk band called Froggy. Froggy, and they wrote a song about Seven Eleven Nachos, and it's old school punk, and I mean old school punk. Oh, well, do we have a copy? We're, we're going to play it, and uh, and they Seven Eleven loved Seven Eleven loved it so much, yeah, that they got behind them, and did they help them fund their video? Yes. Yeah, so they so joke- they released a video yesterday.
6: Yeah, they jokingly asked Seven Eleven to sponsor them, and Seven Eleven said yes. Yeah. Nice. All right. So the
0: 17-year-old girl's from North Wales, and uh, I'll play a little bit for you. And and it's, it is what it is. It's punk. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So here we go. 7-11's outro. 7-11's outro. 7-11's outro. You will have some. If you, you will have some. It is good. Is that
5: what you said? <laughs> Something like Something that. Like that. Yeah.
0: Back in the day... Hang on a second. Here. Punk back in the day was like that. Like, I don't like you. You're not good. You know, right. Just like just, just straight, no messing around. We have to support this because uh young,
3: uh, like... It, G- young girls, teenage girls getting into this, getting into punk, getting into
8: straight up rock, rock punk yeah. is,
0: is something we need more
5: All of. Right, need, it needs
0: to be supported. And the video is very funny. So, what,
8: what what part of this element do you uh, approve of more, Steve? The young punk girls or the 7 Eleven nachos? They're both good. Okay. I, honestly, and they're right. I've, I've
3: <laughs> believe it or not, the hot dog? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I've told you. I Seven, Seven,
5: Eleven Eleven dogs. Dogs. Seven, 7 Eleven hot dogs! Seven Eleven. hot dogs!
2: They're all
3: beef. They're good. I know, I know. They're
2: all beef. They taste good. Um, she said, I recommend. Yeah, she, that was my favorite line. Yeah. I like them. I recommend. I recommend
3: them. Uh, but the, good, na- recommend the nachos them. are good too. Uh, they, you know, everyone has their thing. You know, and and uh, for me, uh, my go-to for the longest time was the um, the Seven Eleven hot dog and uh, a V eight. Oh a my God, I haven't had yeah. a
6: V8 in forever. Yep. Wow, man! I love V8. I would put pepper in my V8. Did you do that? You guys their put cans pepper? are little. The yeah. V8 cans? Yeah, you you get, they get the uh, get the, me the off.
0: plastic container.
3: Get oh, the right. uh, yeah. I, uh,
0: I had a little Worcestershire to mine. Yeah, uh, that that's good. what they do with uh, Bloody Mary. Okay. Can you put vodka in there? I mean, you can. Yeah, but you can put yeah. vodka in anything. Yeah, I, guess. Right. I
1: guess I can. Anything you can also do? You can also do a little
0: gin too. Oh yeah, Revivalist, who I do a partnership with, there they have this dragon. Uh, gin that's got um, uh, uh, jalapeno in it, and oh, you yeah. add that to, and, and you make a, a Bloody Mary. Of that it's fantastic. Well, so, so, can we put the is
3: the Froggy video up on PresidentSteve com? Uh,
8: we'll grab it. Let's do it. that. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Let's get so, some traction because uh, I, su-
3: I support these uh, these women. I support their effort. I support their adoration.
0: These girls are from North Wales. I, I assume they're in high school. I'm guess I don't know if they go to North Penn or mm-hmm. maybe so. But uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, they're probably in school right now, so they're probably not hearing this. Uh, but no, if they're they'll...
6: punk, they're listening, man. They're oh, not... you're yeah, right. Got yeah. their
0: Screw school. <laughs> anyway, all right, so that's uh, that's a little musical connoisseur moment. But I do have some other things. This is pretty cool. Uh, now, I don't know how practical this would be or not, but Heinz uh, has introduced what they call the Heinz Pack Roller. Uh, it's similar to a toothpaste tube squeezer okay. and it is portable and it is intended to extract every drop out of a ketchup packet. And it's available now at HeinzPacketRoller.com. So you'd put a ketchup packet in it or, or okay and you and you twist it and uh, it pushes uh-huh. all the ketchup out of the uh, out of the packet. Where did I read that there was one of the
3: fast food places was asking you to return your ketchup packets and/or ketchup cups for recycling to put more ketchup in. Oh, I don't know. I didn't Did you see, see that?
6: that? No, I don't. Well, we talked about the ketchup shortage. shortage because yes. of the amount of takeout that has right, been taken right, place right. Over the,
3: yeah. um, I, I'm pretty good at extracting the ketchup from the packets, but this I do <laughs> like this device. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It would have to be. Like I don't know if you would uh if you would keep it in your car right. or you know cuz that's you're like, you're like 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 a bull shark you, you open up your case you know Yeah I, because I'm not usually at home squeezing ketchup packets What
3: are you doing Preston? I'm just <laughs> hanging out squeezing ketchup
0: <laughs> packets. What are you doing? That's what I'm doing.
8: Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> squeezing. Well my uh, I, I bought uh, my son a, a bicycle for his birthday yesterday. He turns uh, 15 on Sunday, oh. and um, we uh, got a water bottle. And the water bottle says it looks like a ketchup bottle. <laughs> but it says ketchup on there. Oh, as and, in ketchup to yeah. somebody on your bicycle. And then there's, a, there's a mustard up. version of it that says uh, must, and then in small Turn. parentheses, no, no, must, oh. and then small parentheses, ride, and then beneath that, hard. So it looks like a oh. mustard bottle. But uh, shout out to Keswick uh, Cycle. The Casey recommended them, and uh, Gary and the whole crew over there, they, they, uh, they've they worked with Casey many times over the years. They're great and um really cool shop. Well, if you need a last-minute gift for Ben...
0: The Heinz new Packet Roller is only $5.70. <laughs> $5. Well, there we go. Class. So you can get it at HeinzPacketRoller.com. Hey, we have the mom of one of the girls. No from, way. Uh, seven 11 on, uh, seven
9: 11 so, let me go to uh, June.
0: Hey there, June. Hi. How you doing, June? Oh, thank you so much for playing
9: the song. It's oh, so awesome.
0: <laughs> no problem. Who is your daughter? Brooke. And what does she do in the band?
9: She plays bass and that's her singing. That's oh, her
0: singing. She's okay. Good. Did she write the song?
9: She did. Um, and she she wrote it as kind of like a joke, and then sure. tagged Seven Eleven. Yeah. And then Seven Eleven was like, "We have this on repeat. Let's get together." And then
6: let's collab.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, then, and then hang on. Did they did they uh, get the 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 video started at Seven Eleven? Did was that their idea? Yeah. Okay. And of they course. paid for it, right?
9: yeah they paid for it, and we closed down the seven eleven in Doyles town for a whole day. oh my gosh that was it was like two hundred pounds of liquid cheese that they used.
5: <laughs> oh that's
3: funny <laughs> listen it, it uh, there's every part of this is awesome so oh, uh,
9: thank you yeah
0: thank you. Hey, are most of their songs like uh seven eleven nachos
9: uh that same kind of genre is beat, but um this is the only song about something a product I guess like
0: yeah, no. What I meant is, is musically they're stylistically, yeah. so yeah. it's all yeah. kind of thrash punk. Yep,
9: yep.
0: Wow. Well, there's a place for that. It's been where, a while since we've had that. Where did they get that influence from? June, were you like listening to Bikini Kills or something when you were uh, younger?
9: Yeah, I mean Brooks, grown up listening to uh, the Descendants and all kinds of hardcore punk. And oh, music. okay.
0: Well, well, so. well done. It's got
3: to make you proud. Yeah. Thank you. Thank
9: yeah. you. So where do, much. Where do
3: they go to school?
9: Uh, Brooke goes to North Penn, okay. uh, Fiona goes to Central Bucks West, and uh, Morgan just graduated from North Penn,
3: so. Okay. we'll, well have that... them keep at it, yeah. yeah. So, oh, thank you. What's next?
9: Uh, well, the, the Hot dogs! Hula, the the <laughs> hullabaloo from the video, and then they're, you know, working on more songs, and... Well, you know, I'll put a special request
3: in if I could, because I do love the 7-Eleven Hot Dogs. If they want to do <laughs> a riff for me, even
0: on the same song, hey, I, would, I would be honored. Have them do a Preston and Steve jingle, like a a, a short, uh, you know, punk, yeah. Preston and Steve show thing, even if they don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> now, as Brooke grew up listening to
9: you guys, like, she beat... So ecstatic to know that I'm talking to you about
0: this song! Like, awesome. All right. Well, well, we'll if play. they if they if they make a little song for us, we'll play that on the air. Okay, June. Right on. Right on. Rock Yep. On. Yep. All right, June. Have a good weekend. Dad. Thank you. All right. Thank you.
5: By the way, <laughs>
3: <laughs> she's right. I would. Like by that. the way, um, <laughs> you know, it's actually pretty good too. What? Their pizza. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah? Their pizza's pretty good. Okay. Uh, you know, those things when you are going in and you've come back from something, or to, like an appearance a or, or, or whatever, you've got a party or were you went to something and they didn't have really good food and, you know, and you're still hungry.
0: Yeah. That's the stuff, you know, that you, oh, oh, oh that looks good. I and had, oh, I'm sorry. No, and it, and it is. I had probably one of the best appetizers I've ever had, and I told Casey about it. It's this place in in Wildwood Crest. It's called George's Place. It's a fairly new restaurant. Yeah,
6: there's one in uh, Cape May. It's been there for a little while.
0: And it was a special that they had, and I wish I could really describe it to you, but I can't. (laughs)
6: It was so good. It
0: it was an app? What was the app? It was an app. It was a a bread cheese stuffed thing with a cheese... Topping and I'm it in. was cheesy and yummy and ready. Yeah. We loved it. Like we stopped eating part of it. Number one because we had our, our entrees coming. And we wanted to save some for Carter. We like, we have to take some of this
2: home from Carter
0: to try. It was naughty.
2: Remember Massive Meaty Men, my friend? Yes.
3: The guy who watched um, Man on Man Born in Your Living Room.
2: No, it wasn't Man on Man. Uh, But he did watch it in my living room. Uh, I'm not sure if it was the same night or a different night. He was a good friend of ours. Right. Um, But he got a giant burrito, like the size of your forearm, from uh, the local Sunoco up the street. Brought that home, popped it in the microwave, and I, was, I just remember thinking, You're actually gonna eat that? And he was like, They're <laughs> it's so a gas good. Gas station He's like, Do You know, so this every good.
3: <laughs> even the food he buys is phallic. <laughs> I know, Steve, right? was yeah, yeah, and big. Um, and, be- uh, and beefy. And beefy. <laughs>
2: Oh, my God, do you um, want to know? He's, he's a, like a born-again Christian now. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah.
0: He was scarred from that night I, watching that porn at your house. So Man, now he <laughs> massive <of> media apostles. He <laughs> felt so guilty.
2: Wow, wow. I, when I confronted him about it, or when we confronted him about it, um, and it wasn't even like we were laughing about yeah. it, yeah. but he was like, oh, yeah, that was me. And we we're like, ah. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, so, like, you spanked it in my living room? He's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. "Why?" Well, I don't understand. And he's like, what? I used paper towels. I was Kathy like, Bird's by the way,
3: these are your you panties. Please. You're going to want to clean
2: up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Like Awesome, dude. Thank you.
0: Wow. Okay.
3: Well, he, he fessed up immediately. He had no qualms. Uh, listen, yeah. we
2: were like in our 20s, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah. It, it <laughs> All
2: right.
0: Believe it or not, we're still talking about food. Can I do Oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, is uh, Sam going to be okay with uh, us being a couple minutes late? Sure. Okay. Because uh, I have one more thing. A man has a theory that Disneyland brainwashes theme park guests into buying food and has gone viral on TikTok. A user, Hangry Blogger, shared his conspiracy claiming the park uses smellitizers to make them smell like delicious food. Well, this is so basically stupid because
3: that's, of course, what they do. They always pump out smells at these different places
0: around the park to entice you to buy it. Right, I mean, is it? Here uh, is it I, here's the anything deal, though. Here is what I don't think happens. I don't think that there are simulated smells that they put in these. Is that what he's saying? Smellitizers or anything like that. It is common for uh, a restaurant. In fact, there was a there was a steakhouse uh, engine, whatever it was, 46. On the, yeah, yeah, engine forty six on Cottman uh, that that had these fans and it would blow yes out onto the highway yes the smell of the the steaks cooking. And I'd heard, I I knew the the people that own Philly Rock, which is right next door, they're like, yeah, that's what they do. And it's smart. You smell that food and you're like, you're hungry? Let's go there. So is this guy suggesting that they're using fake scents to just incite hunger? He says there are what appear to be speakers with no sound coming out that actually emit certain aromas in the park. So I don't think they're like, you know... they wouldn't be, he, yeah, Steve, I, I think that's what he thinks is going on. Here. I,
5: I, so I, I can't, say, it,
0: it
3: can't say it's not happening, but they have enough actual food places there. For example, like when you walk sure. into
0: Hershey Park, one of the first things you smell is the kettle corn. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: One of my favorite, you know. They're
0: cooking it right yes. there. So the, I, I think this is a bit of a stretch. I don't really believe in that. Uh, but I I have absolutely had the scent of food entice me to buy from that place before. Absolutely. Uh there's a pizza place in uh Stone Harbor mm-hmm. that we walked by and we had just eaten dinner and I was completely full and we were walking by and I'm like I'm hungry again. What? I mean we just ate. What was it? Spy food. Kathy is called um It's a circle? It no, it has to do something with surfing. Uh it's it's inside this kind of mall that they have there it's oh, just okay. you walk in and there's a little courtyard with oh, a couple of restaurants you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah i know
2: what you're talking about
0: and there's a it's it's like a, they've got a, I wish i remember the name <laughs> of it because the pizza was fan freaking task
2: wait so you did get a piece oh yeah
0: well <laughs> no we went back
2: oh, right, okay, we went back
0: yeah. like a week later we're like we got to go back there mm-hmm. and they were closed and rochelle asked uh, uh somebody at a different shop nearby She was like is the pizza as, as good as it smells over there she's like even better. Oh. So it a good to yeah. have to go
6: there.
8: Good coffee shop in that little mall,
6: there
0: too. Is. Um Let me see if I can find the name of that. I'm, I'm going to find it, it as well. Okay, uh Yeah,
6: because there's another. I, I like to go to Pliables You know what? I sent
0: you a picture of that, Casey, um, and told you that you needed to go there. I can look that up.
6: So... What? Uh, so, what are you doing? Uh, I'm looking at the same thing. <laughs> okay, you're looking thing. something at <laughs> No, no, no. I'm on the same same exact thing. Uh, I like to get my uh, acai bowls right there. And there's another acai bowl place there as well. Um, but there is a, so when I go to Eagles games and I'm not even a huge, uh, sausage and peppers fan, but when I smell the peppers and onions being cooked right and it's right by my brother's seats. I can't help it. I have to get up and get one.
3: Preston, is this is up on the screen here. There's there are two places. There's Stone Harbor pizza
0: pub and
5: Nemo's no. Is it Seven Mile
0: Stone. Pies? It might be Seven Mile Pies. Okay. I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, and now I'm looking for... Uh, it's seven, closed right now. Yeah, 7 Mile... Yeah, Marissa... Or, or Rochelle <laughs> just texted me. Sorry. A Freudian slipped on Marissa is my wife. would it be crazy if you went home tonight and made love to Marissa? <laughs> It'd be weird. What are you doing in my house? Well, she sent me stuff about pizza. Uh, <laughs> se- yeah, 7 Mile Pie. That's it. It was and- fantastic. But the smell alone
8: <laughs> drew me in. Right next door, Cafe Noir.
0: All right, hang, oh. on, hang on a second. Missy is going to uh, confirm this uh, Disney story. Hi, Missy. Good morning.
9: Good morning.
0: So, Missy, you went on a behind-the-scenes tour of I the did. Disney properties? I did,
9: back, I did a backstage magic tour, um, and they take you, like, a bunch of places, but they also take you to the Utilidors in Magic Kingdom. Okay. And underneath of the confectionery, they do have a smellizer where they pump out, um, like, vanilla and butter smells. Like okay. it's, it's a thing they use it in Soren too, which is a ride, like, when you oh, go to the yeah. different... Countries they, they pump out the smell of like uh, jasmine and ocean so these
0: and these stuff. are artificial scents that they're pumping they, out.
9: They are created specifically for the purpose of drawing you in. I, it's true I stand, I stand corrected. All of the senses.
0: Okay, huh. uh, I wouldn't put it past Disney to to think of everything. And that was on TikTok, so I'm going to start eating Tide Pods now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I I stand corrected then. Okay, interesting. All right, thank you, Missy.
9: Have a fabulous day. You too. Like
0: right, bye bye. Like her I Like her too. I like thank that uh, her kindness. Thank you for your kindness uh so anyhow that's what uh, that 's what this guy says, and uh, there you go. she confirmed it so all right, um now we need to take a break, yeah, uh so thank you for uh being a part and listen eat something yeah, how about that food that's my wrap it, up it is good that's that's my wrap up for uh the connoisseur. eat something, and yes, nachos they are good. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. When we get back, uh, Sam World is going to be joining us. He is going to be at Helium Comedy Club. The two shows tonight sold out, uh, but there are shows remaining for Saturday and Sunday. Not all of them, though. Uh, so you'll want to get your tickets. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us.
1: The President Steve Show Podcast, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks.
0: How comedians wake up in the morning to come on and hang out with us uh, on our show, I'll never understand because they are (laughs) night owls. Uh, But they do, and we're really excited that our next guest is going to be gone. Uh, He's at Helium Comedy Club. Can't go tonight. All the shows are sold out, man. sorry. Unless you already got tickets. And, in fact, one of the shows, I think, is sold out tomorrow as well. Uh, But you can go to HeliumComedy.com to find out. They had to add shows, okay? Uh, So that's how hot. The ticket is. Do you want to
3: be the only person who can't talk about how they attended the show? You don't want to be. You to buy your tickets now,
0: <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Sam Morel is joining us yeah! morning. Hey.
3: Sam, good
11: day, hey. sir. You you asked how how we wake up. Uh, well, uh, a lot of muscle relaxers, <laughs> oh, the <laughs> and then oh really, and a lot of coffee. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, it's so hard to go to bed after shows. You're I'm sure. So, yeah. You're so fired up, and then anxious, and then. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Do do you go out?
0: Do you you head out afterwards, go get a bite to eat, maybe a couple drinks or something like that?
11: We walk – I'm with Gary Veder who here at this this weekend. He's a great comic, and uh, we're just walking by. We're walking back after the show, and we just – we're like, yeah, we'll call it a night, and then we just saw they're playing – some bar has the outside TVs, which I love, and yeah. they're playing the Giants game. Yeah. You know, the New Yorker, and we literally walk by just as some wide receiver drops the ball in the end zone <laughs> the cost in the game, and I was like, that's a sign. Let's,
0: a yeah, let's, let's go. Yeah, go. Always looking uh, for a sign.
3: You know, you, you bring up the – sam though about the the after show for you know briefly i, I uh, did stand up and and you're right that rush is, is there but uh david tell i think really caught that uh, in the insomniac series that he used to do because a lot of times at least whether it was not the case it was presented as he'd walk off stage and be amped up and then see what was going on in the city in what are routinely the after hours and so i mean you accrue know, a lot of stories i'm sure
11: you know. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, Dave is my favorite comic ever. I mean, hes I think he's the best comedian I've ever seen. I, I, I've opened from a bunch, you know, and uh, I remember back in the day, he's so hard on himself after the shows. It's so – Yes! literally like you're watching like a Jedi. <laughs> and then he gets off, and he's like, I stink. I'm the worst. And I remember we're driving back, and I'm like, Dave, we all – think you're the best comic ever. And he goes, Well, I'm better than you guys. <laughs>
6: <laughs> uh, I, I love that's, that that's great. Sam, you mentioned uh, walking home from the club after uh, your your set last night, and I believe you were at uh, you walked by or stopped at Cav's Written House. So Cavanaugh's Written House is, is I think where you were watching the game. But um, but I'm glad you brought that up because I'm not a stand up comedian. But when I am and I know you're a sports fan, but when I'm watching a game and it's late at night I can't, I'm so amped up after watching a game win or lose, I can't fall asleep, especially after a loss, but even after a win, I, I'm so, and I don't know if you feel the same exact way about that, because I know that you're a huge sports fan. I mean,
11: yeah. I, I mean, I think you just get used to losing, rooting for <laughs> the lately.
6: Are you a but Giants
11: fan or a Jets fan? I can't remember. I'm a Giants fan, and it's like, it's hard to complain, because we beat Tom Brady twice, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but the last few years are rough. It's like... It's just the, the games are just tough to watch. Like I, I don't know, but just Eli Manning beating Tom Brady is one of the funniest things <laughs> ever. It's like it's literally like if some like D leaguer just beat Michael Jordan. You know, it's it's insane. So it, I, it, I love that.
3: It's an amazing sort of study on a humanity. Humanity, because I'm I'm from New York, and uh, and so we, my wife and I, the first place we had. Right next to where we were in the apartment, there was a parking lot where there was this jets tailgating thing. They'd all collect on a bus. And, and, you know, the jets were horrible. I mean, you know, absolutely horrible. So you'd see, you know, hope sprang eternal every time. Enthusiasm. Uh-huh. Uh, just jacked up, totally thrilled. And then the return trip, which is the absolute antithesis. I mean, you could have done a whole examination and yielded so much data about... The, the the extreme ends of sports fandom presented right there. It's an amazing thing.
11: Yeah, we're so we're so confident going in. It's it really like it's like going to a Jets game and leaving is like going to Vegas and leaving. You, you see that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this
3: time it's gonna work out. <laughs> That's right. Except they don't have anyone to say, "Hey, uh, you know, don't hit the ATM machine. You're done." You know. Oh, dude. <laughs>
11: Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge Knicks fan, and, like, I, I went to one of the playoff games this year. I was supposed to go to Game 2 also, but I ended up doing a gig on the road. But, you know, you go into the Garden, and it's electric. And, uh, I mean, you guys, it's so crazy now with Ben Simmons. Like, oh, know, yeah. I mean, what a bummer, because he's a great player. But, you know, he really just he kind of something mental is, is off.
6: Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we're, and we're over him. Uh, I think a, a lot of us are real quick. Uh, so you went to a, a playoff game. How much was that ticket? Or did somebody take you as a, as a favor?
11: It wasn't cheap. It was probably like two fifty. but I was you know, what happened was my friend kept texting me. He's like, I want to go so badly with tickets are too expensive. And I was literally, uh, in the air coming back from Utah as he's texting me. And I was just like, yeah, what the hell? I mean, like, I mean, I wasn't gonna buy tickets, but once you're in the area, you're like, I'm probably gonna land in time, so I just bought <laughs> <says> them. <bottom. laughs> wow,
6: that's, that's actually cool. not you're, that bad. Yeah, so, he,
11: so he rolls uh, in in his like Kurt Thomas jersey. He's a real fan. So I'm yeah. like, what the hell? Let's go. <laughs> We're in the nosebleeds, but it's fun as hell to be there.
6: I'd love to uh, say I've only been to the Garden for concerts. I uh, I would, and I don't even care if a Philly team is playing. I just want to go see uh, a hockey game there, and I definitely want to go see a basketball game there. It just it's legendary. Yeah, that's kind of how
11: I feel. I just want to see Embiid live. I think he's he's awesome. Just, he's a lot of fun. Well, yeah,
3: it's it, it, those are those things. That, you know, I remember we so um, uh, on our sister station. He used to be on this station. Matt Cord does middays over at MGK our sister station, and, and he's an announcer for the uh, for the Sixers. And so um, you know, he we were down courtside when you realize what those people are paying for those seats. It's mind boggling. I don't even know anyone, I think, who's who's not at that, I, I don't want to say Elon Musk territory, but super well off. I don't know how you could be sitting there enjoying the game while you're trying to figure out what meals and what kids aren't going to school or college. <laughs> it, it, it's just too much. It's
11: obscene. Oh, the, the college fund seats, yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> You know, uh, yeah, I remember they used to get, well, at the Knicks games, they had that celebrity row thing. So I've gotten, I've gotten to go with people a few times because they have to pay. Yeah. You know? But yeah, I remember uh, one time, I used to have a show on MSG, so a couple of times they give us seats on the floor. And I'm with my friend Anthony DeVito and we're right behind, we're literally right behind Tracy Morgan. He oh, just wow. keeps turning to us and talking to us the whole game. Uh, and... It's hilarious. He would just turn to us after plays and be like, real animals eat meat and we'd be like, What is he what?" what? <laughs> but from yes. Tracy
3: that Dude. is like that's like Aristotle talking to you.
11: <laughs> we would die. I was like, Oh it's you're supposed to watch a game. That's like a drunk Tracy Morgan. Oh, <laughs> that's that's funny.
3: I wanted to change uh, gears because you've done something that I think is really cool and I just I just became aware of it doing the, the research for for this uh talk today. Uh, explain what Full Capacity is, the, the documentary you shot. And, and, and it appears to be sort of a, a study of working through the pandemic as a stand-up comedian and returning to actual shows. Is that correct?
11: Yeah, basically, you know, my friend Matt Salacuse, like, we're just, I've been buddies for years, and he... When this kind of originally started, when we were, I was during the pandemic. There was nowhere to perform in, inside, so I just started doing shows on rooftops, on strangers' roofs. Right. I would just, uh, I would just write on Instagram like, "Hey, if you have a roof uh, <laughs> and a mic and an amp and friends and alcohol, I'll, I'll come perform on your roof." And it was such a weird thing because I started doing it like every night and. Matt just started filming it, and then he shows up one day with a drone camera. I'm literally, <laughs> I'm literally telling jokes, and I see a little uh, flying camera, guy, and I'm like, "What the hell is going on?" Like? <laughs> yeah. you know? So we turned that into a special, and then he started following me around dude, at the at the cellar. And you you know you feel a little weird at first showing up to the cellar with cameramen. People are like, "What the hell is wrong?" With right, you? right. Uh, but you know, so I would kind of like chill on the corner, and if comics walked by i would uh you know we would chat and we, and the conversations were pretty cool cuz a lot of these people i hadn't seen in a year you know it's it's cra- it was crazy it know, it I has know, the owner the the you know, the, the booker, the seller, the owner, all the comics. And I started seeing people like Ray Romano would walk in. I'd be like, Do you mind talking on camera? And I'd be like, Yeah, sure. I mean, like <laughs> you're like, Yeah, sure. Like, all right. It's great. Colin Quinn, David Tell, Mark Norman, you know, uh, Taylor Tomlinson, and Ronnie Chang, all these great mm-hmm. comics are in the doc. So it started turning into something pretty cool. And you know, but then you also feel bad. Like one of my good friends, Joe Liss, is like, you know, we haven't talked in uh, six weeks. Uh, we're talking on camera. This is what it is now. So
5: yeah. you
1: start
11: to feel bad. But it, it ends up being something pretty cool. We car- we chronicle the club's opening up in New York at thirty three percent, fifty percent to one hundred percent. So that's full capacity. This so is, this
3: is this is, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not overstating this. This is a, in a way a historical documentation of a, mm-hmm. of a point in time. Where entertainment came to a grinding halt and then started to build back. I mean, we're talking to you know some friends from from Live Nation that you know they were going at a hundred miles an hour to zero, and so the 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 mindset and the whole rebuilding process is something that I'm glad has been caught, uh, you know, and the way the the way that you've done it in the documentaries because it's it's gonna be. Hard to explain. To, hopefully, it's it doesn't become you know our standard deal. Hopefully, we get past this fully, but um, it'll be hard to explain to people what exactly happened. You know, it's like I think with all the obviously the anniversary of nine eleven, and I was hearing a lot of people who have you know were were, were um, born after and grew up and are not really aware of of what happened. And how do you frame something like that to somebody? You know and again, not to say that comedians not working was the world trade center coming down but 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 you know and i'm saying his- as a historical representation, I'm glad you did something like this
11: yeah it's it's it was fun to do, it's stressful to do but uh you know it's. It was a terrible, it's, I get messages like, uh, you know, at one point we go comedies, New York's back. And, and someone wrote, yeah, New York's back. Uh, (laughs) People are wearing masks outdoors. And we're like, well, we, we shot this over a long period of time. We didn't know. Yeah. Yes. It's not, you know also it's tough to get people on camera you also want to be at their comfort level so they're masked a lot of the time i would just be masked you know i'm I'm not trying to be a jerk you try to be
3: respectful of everyone's level of comfortability Mm
11: -hmm. it's i mean yeah look the 9-11 anniversary i mean uh, a lot of coverage a lot yeah it's weird to be flying i I was going through airport security and there was a giant sign that said 9-11 never forget and you're like can i forget before i <laughs> the right. I mean, like, it um,
2: for the next two hours
11: That out for the next four hours yeah. I like, right we're all, i mean i was there it was horrible i still remember it. but i mean it's like uh you're right i mean this is it's crazy to me i saw joe tory speaking he was like this generation will never know the privilege that we've had and you're yeah. like jesus christ this is <laughs> this is dark you know? Yeah, I well
3: I, I agree. It's like you you don't want to forget, but can you pause it for the duration of the flight is is what you're saying yeah. We're a step away
11: from the captain coming on. Like it could happen again. <laughs> you know? like, let's
6: let's relax. Right, right, right. Oh man. Hey, I was thinking about you uh last because my, my cousin's got a place down in Florida and uh he took a picture of a beautiful sunset and then cause he's right on a lake and then uh there was a, uh, an alligator that his dog had found, and his dog, I'm telling you, is like the size of a like a gerbil. And I just wanted to talk to you about your because you, you had a joke about. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes you, we have to joke about things that aren't uh, aren't pleasant, aren't pleasant. And so well, you had you had a joke uh, uh, about uh, somebody who's was uh, mauled and killed by an alligator in, in Disney, and yeah. you got a lot of blowback from it. And yeah. you did what I admire is that you doubled down on on the joke, <laughs> and I want to know if there's still any blowback from it because I, I still hear the joke all the time.
11: Yeah, that's like the only joke that really <laughs> ever got me uh, a decent amount of death threats. <laughs>
3: uh, what what, what, what do we th- consider a decent amount of death threats?
11: It was like a, it was a hefty amount because you know. Uh, yeah, people get mad about that. But, you know, the really the joke wasn't about the baby getting eaten by the alligator. It was about the uh, – it was about this one – I really just – all I did was I went on stage and I said, like, a couple of days after it happened, I said, you know, I don't mean to sound like, you know, an extremist here, but I think if that baby well, were armed, he'd still be with us, you know? <laughs> and – and and it, it kind of this one woman got so mad she wrote this long email yeah about it about what a terrible person I am and the email a lot of the times these people write hilarious emails so it was really just me reading her email and kind of trying to understand it so I think that the email did come from a place of like trying to understand that place of being offended more than anything. Right. Uh, than me just being like, some baby got, you. I mean, there's not really, that's just not that funny.
6: Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, how hard is that as a comedian? Um, you're you're sort of tasked at, like, just trying to uh, make light of, you're just trying to make people laugh. You're just trying to, you know, make light of, you know, maybe some dark situations. And I'm not talking about that situation in particular. I'm just talking about your craft in general. Uh, you know, just trying to create, Laughter and joy at a, at a nothing, really. yeah, out of nothing, really. Making love out of nothing at all. Yeah.
11: <laughs> I heard Doug Stanhope say something about like how someone got mad at him for trying to make fun of it. He's like, "How did you turn making fun into a bad thing?" That <laughs> <about it. laughs> was there for all of us. He found it like that. It's it's so true. I mean, he fa- it's making fun is has been turned into a bad
3: thing. You well. Know, it's, Hilarious. What happens is, is, and you know, this is a point that's been made countless times: is that people get intractable on certain things, and it's like, just relax, yeah. calm down. It's like so you talk about the mask. Be, be, you know, you know, try to be kind to everyone's sensibilities. And, and but, but I mean, sure. there is a job that a comedian is supposed to do that is supposed to hold a sort of a mirror up to society, and that's we 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 trust. I mean, with the Pat Nor McDonald who passed, obviously, he's one of my absolute absolute icons. That. And that yeah. was that's what he was known for, and people are making mention of that. It, it's okay if, you know, and if you don't like that style of comedy, then you would not go see that comedian.
6: Yeah. You know? There's something for cool. everybody out there. And I got to say, I, I enjoy doing what we do because I've I've seen comedians, like, you know, on, on the rise, and that's where you are right now, Sam. Like, when I looked down and I saw that you had two show, sold-out shows tonight, sold out tomorrow already, you had to add another Saturday show, added a Sunday show, like... I've I've been a fan of yours for a while, so it's to me it's uh, you know I, I take pleasure in in watching your success grow over the years.
11: Thank you. Yeah, it's it's weird because you do it for so long, and then it kind of and then the part where it starts selling out kind of happens quickly. So it's it's <laughs> very strange to get used to people like cheering loud when you're on stage. You're like, is there someone after me? What the hell are they
3: cheering for? Uh, it's very weird. Uh, you know. Uh, you're great with the crowd too, though. You're 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 great, you know, uh, with the way you interact with the audience. And um, as you're going through different capacity, like it was it, it, to make the the the, the uh, comparison when SNL first started to have people back in the in the studio at, li- at limited amounts. You know, as a comedian, you, you 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 throw out a joke and say, "Okay, it's going to hit with this percentage. It's going to hit with this percentage." And and the, when you reduce the percentage, a joke that is actually going over very well still doesn't seem like it's hitting because there's less people responding.
11: Oh, believe me, I told my director that. Uh,
3: <laughs> I was like, hey, man, you're wasting some good
11: jokes of mine on a, a crowd of 20 people. Can we maybe save them for <laughs> we have 150 people? Yes, there? yeah. Like, yeah, oh, this is good. And I, I mean, that's the fight you have. We like, I get a really cool shot, and I'm like, cool, this joke took me a long time to come up with, so can we maybe make it look good? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, I think I've done two straight specials where I'm just bombing because <laughs> uh, he's like, no, the roofs, and I'm like, well, we can't really hear the laughs. He's like, no, but it looks so cool. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm glad that the cinematography of my comedy special... Is-
3: <laughs> <laughs> you win for best cinematography. Yeah. So as long That's as you're...
11: That's fighting about. You know, we're fighting <laughs> yeah. about, like, he's like, the sunset. It's right here. It's setting. I'm like, but the joke's not hitting.
6: Uh, so do you... All right, uh, when you're not filming a special... Do you take yeah. any pleasure in bombing at all? Because I, I I watch this show Hacks and uh, and there's a particular uh, episode where the lead character bombs and she loved it. She, you know, it brought her back to like uh, her er, her earlier days of stand up. So is there? Do you find any sort of not not pleasure? I don't know if pleasure is the right word, but uh, any sort of positivity in bombing.
11: I mean, it's funny to bomb and be like, you know, I, I guess when you're like, the main, I haven't seen the show, but I hear it's great. And it is great. Eric and that show is, is you know, older, right? So yeah. it's like, she's been around. I, I think when you're at that level, you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, bombing is fun. I'm rich. <laughs> and, you know, when, I just, when I'm bombing, it's not re- I don't, sometimes it's funny, but it's like also... I you, wouldn't say it's fun. I you, think it's more, no, more
6: funny. <laughs> but you,
0: you, I, I think maybe to, the way to quantify it is, is sometimes you might find it humorous that the audience doesn't get it. You know what I mean? I don't know if they don't. I think
11: when I'm bomb, I don't assume they don't get it. I think they're just like they get it, and it's not for them. I'm not, <laughs> they
6: just don't like yeah, it. Or maybe it's fun bad. when you see somebody else bomb. Maybe that's well. <laughs> I, I
11: everyone likes seeing other people bomb. I was yeah. talking to someone the other day who who said I really like watching you bomb. Like, <laughs> which is a weird thing to say, but I guess it's their way. it's they meant it as a compliment, I guess, where they're like, "Well, it's fun. It's funny to see what you say because it's it's like almost like." If you're looking for a comparison, it's like you're almost seeing, like, us get our ass kicked a little bit and how we have to how we have to adapt. So I think people like seeing comics have to, like, go off script.
8: Sure. Well, you talk about bravery in comedy. And, you know, speaking about Norm MacDonald, I was uh, paying attention to what Bob Saget has been talking about over the last few days. And at the Bob Saget roast, Norm went out and, <laughs> and deliberately bombed for, like, 20 minutes. And mm. he did it to make he didn't want to make fun of his friend in bob and he wanted to make other comedians laugh and and so norm is one of those guys that can get away with almost anything or was was one of those guys but the bravery in being able to go out there and the audience most of the audience didn't get it at all but the comedians thought by it was By the end, they did yeah, yeah.
11: by the end because i think like i remember seeing that live and just being like what the hell is <laughs> you doing? i couldn't believe it because you know i'm a huge norm fan yeah i remember being like what and then by the end you were howling like this is insane i mean it the commitment to it it was like it was like something andy kaufman would have done where he he, he didn't break right? no well, you know there what he'd done. Part where he was even looking nervous. He was just kind of like had like a little wry grin the whole time. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> like, he had, pe- had, the- had he had huge balls.
3: I- oh my God! Yeah, uh, the, the story is he purchased a book that you would purchase if you were getting up to speak at like a retirement party. It was like twenty five years old, a paperback, like delightful quips, you know, for office settings. And so he just went through those. And, w- and you're right. Once you got it, I mean, you know, you were just leveled. So, uh, yeah, yeah. but I mean, that was an intent, that was an intended bombing.
11: Yeah, he, Norm was incredible. I got to meet him a couple of times and, you know, quick interactions, but he was so cool. I remember we were doing this thing called March Madness at Caroline's in uh, New York City, where it was basically like, Head to head bracket style comedy, you know, the way comedy was meant to be. Right, seen. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: Right.
11: And I, I called it Eight Mile for Jews.
3: <laughs> but, uh, you, you, you're concerned about cinematography and that. <laughs>
11: yeah. We'd be going head to head. And I remember in the finals, it was me and Dan Soder. Soto ah. beat me in the finals. And it was like, it was fun. It was fun to watch Soder kill like that. He's such a great comic. And, uh, you know, afterwards, we get off stage and Norm is just in the crowd, just hanging out. And he chat with us for a while. He was so wow. cool, and uh, and he, you know, he's enormous. It's such an offbeat sense of humor that you're kind of like, you're, you're nervous as a young comic to meet him. And then, uh, you know, after a while, I was like, man, it's like uh, it's like improv out there. They take you out back and a. Uh, and he was just saying like vulgar, vulgar things. I probably can't stand radio. And we were just kind of like, uh, uh, yeah. I know what you're saying? You're just right. go with whatever he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I met him another time on, on Last Comic Standing, which is a terrible show. And, uh, <laughs> He was the judge. It was, It was. was. Uh, I just wanted him to laugh. And I remember he did, He complimented one of my jokes, and I got knocked out. But I was like, well, Norm liked one of my jokes.
3: So. That's it. Well, we, we said when we had him come in here, that was – I don't get nervous with celebrities. But uh, the, uh, when he came in, I'm like, oh, please like us. Please like us. And he did. He was great. Well, you know what's
11: great about Norm is that he – he was on the main stage. He was like one of the guys, but yeah. he still felt like one of us because he was like kind of giving us a wink and a smile. He was kind of against I mean on SNL he was the weekend update guy, but he was kind of like the bad boy in a weird yeah. way. Like mm-hmm. he was like he was at like the kid in class where he would say something inappropriate, but he would also say it in the quickest, wittiest way. Yeah. He was right. like he was like the smart class clown.
3: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. exactly. He was so
11: great. And, and I mean, I really, I tweeted this, but I really believe it that, that like, if he was such a great comic that if someone didn't like him, you were like, well, you're an idiot. <laughs> 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 yeah,
5: that's
3: a good litmus test. So, yeah. So, uh,
11: he was so unique and great and, uh, yeah, what a loss. No, what a, what totally. A guy. And, and, the, and the fact that he didn't know, the fact that he didn't tell anyone he had cancer mm. for nine years, like, can you imagine a other comedian or the most desperate, awful?
5: Right. That would yeah,
11: be my attention on stage. That yeah. would be like, hey, guys, if you don't laugh, I have cancer. Right. I shouldn't be here. I mean, Norm is really to me that sequel wow. about
0: it's incredible as a comic. Fortunately, Sam doesn't ask. Cancer, as far as I I know. know, But listen, we got to wrap, man. Uh, uh, Congratulations (laughs) on your success. The shows are selling out like crazy. There's a handful of tickets left for a couple of shows. They've added shows. You can go to heliumcomedy.com to get them. So, man, enjoy your time while you're in Philly, and and we'll catch up again soon, okay?
11: Great to see you guys, as always. Appreciate it,
0: man. All right, Sam Real, guys. Heliumcomedy.com. And that rolls right into our next guest. Yes. Who is ready to go. Steve and I were having a lengthy conversation Amongst ourselves uh, this morning about the length of this guy's career. He's great. And how many different great things he's been in. Yeah. Uh, and he, he's on uh, Aquafina is Nora from Queen season two. And his directorial debut, I think, is coming up as well. Very cool. With that, so please welcome to the show this morning, Mr. B.D. Wong. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hello. Hello. <laughs>
7: supposed to know
0: who is Preston and who is Steve Bell? That, well, you right. know, well, I'm
3: Steve. If you can identify the voice in Preston, go ahead.
0: Uh, I'm the sexy one. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just, you, you, uh, okay. we're actually, we're almost one in the same. I'm happy me. to be here. Yeah. But, BD, we're, we're fans of yours and and, and we're definitely going to talk right. about uh, aquafina is, is Nora from Queens in season two, cool. episode Thursday nights, nice. but I, I want to go way back to... Uh, To the freshman, the movie, which seems like it was a thousand Uh, years ago. You've had a nice, long career. But that's the first thing I personally remember Uh. seeing you in. And you made an impression. I I absolutely remember that. It had to have been a hell of an experience being on that film with that cast. Yes.
7: Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And it was one of my first movies. It was certainly one of my first big movies. And it was Marlon Brando, Matthew Broderick, Maximilian Schell, all, all these kind of really interesting, um, iconic people, particularly Marlon Brando, and um, a very weird script, but wonderfully weird. And um, I loved it. You know, I mean, I, I just had a great time doing it. I I, I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. And um, I'm, I'm happy to hear you call it up because it doesn't, it doesn't, it's it's on a real film lovers list of movies. Yeah, oh, it is. It's,
0: it's it, one of those that can go by the wayside, and people. you know, yeah. like uh, Casey here, our producer. He's like, you know, I've never seen. I'm like, yeah, one to. of those you got to
7: see. Yeah, yeah. It's well, just a little gem of a yeah. movie that I'm not that isn't famous for no reason at all. I mean, it's just because it's weird. I think, and I think it's it's an Andrew Bergman movie, so it's like. Um, got its own kind of quirky sensibility and sense of humor. I yeah. loved it. I don't yeah. know what else to say about it. It nice. was shot in New York. It was a big, stinky lizard. That we
0: <laughs> Those and, things do smell. Um, we had a Komodo dragon in our studio yeah. one time, and it peed, and it was horrible. Oh, it was horrible. like it was horrible. A
3: it was horrible. death.
0: Yep. Yes, it was horrible. Yeah.
7: Yep. I mean, you can't really, like, hose it down or anything like that. It just <laughs> is what it is.
3: Yeah. I wanted to ask you because, cause obviously, now, and we, we're going to talk a little bit more about your 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 uh, career. But uh, with all of that, and with your 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 many various things you've been involved in as an actor, um, yeah. Because d- d- it seems that anyone who's an accomplished and a good actor, as are you, um, at a certain point, says, "I would like to take a crack at, at directing." Is this something that's been bu- been bubbling a lot, uh, uh, or or uh, did you just finally say, "I'm going to pull the trigger and do it"?
7: But yeah. Yes, and yes, and yes. I mean, I, I really from from the very beginning when I was in high school and I started to get the bug of acting. And when I, was, I had this incredible drama teacher when I was in high school, and she taught me about myself that I she she just said, I think you should do as many different things as you can creatively. You know, um, as a director, as a as an actor, as a performer, a designer, all these things. She encouraged me to kind of reach down into myself and be lots of different things. And then I have over the years directed theater and directed other things, but never a, a, an episode of a television show. And I always kind of dreaded it the idea of doing it because I thought it really um, difficult and um, not that creative. Like, you know, you're really serving the, the network and you're serving the writers and it's not, a, not like I'm a making a, a film, not like directing a film, which is a director's medium. But on television you're really having to kind of stick to formula and and all of that stuff. Well, so creative and I, I I dreaded that. You're so, so, you're, I, so I
3: you're a character yeah. in the show so you uh, and I don't yeah. know how prominent you are you're her, you know her father how how prominent you are um in that episode and if you're having Very, yes.
7: Yeah. Barry. It's, it's got to be difficult. really hard. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't want to do it until I got to this situation where I was in a kind of what feels like a family to me. You know, there, there are people that I, I really trust them. They really trust me. We get, we get each other. We, we, we talk about story and we collaborate on the show in a much more, um, creative way than I'm used to on other shows. I've done other shows where I've been, it's been very strict, and you don't change the words and stuff like that. Here, there's a lot of leeway and a lot of um, improvisation, and, and that spirit of that allowed me to be able to really embrace it, and I really loved it. But yes, the hardest part was really being in it and directing it at the same time. Okay, but it it's didn't turn out. The other actors or it, yeah? it,
0: it didn't turn out it, to be as, as formulaic as you had assumed that it would.
7: No, be, because of the, the because of the particular chemistry of the writers and of Avakian okay. herself who was really collaborative with me. You know, they didn't just say, you know, you needed to do this this the way. You know, I was always able to say, hey, can we try this other thing with... You know, I do some things in the show that we don't really do normally with colors and stuff. You see color in the show in a way that you we don't really usually do. And they let me do it, and it was really fun.
3: It's great. I mean, it's, it's great. A lot of times, yeah. you know, we, uh, the... When you have someone, I was, I've been watching documentaries a lot about Stanley Kubrick and about the way he would work with directors. And like Clint Eastwood is yeah. is, is a guy who apparently just says do it. They do like maybe one or two takes. He trusts his right. actors and, and yeah. just sort of is like you know those bumpers in a bowling alley that just keep you down the lane. And then others are are you know just uh, uh, tyrants and 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 really started. Yeah. Don't trust the actors and well, strangle.
7: Yeah. Wildly different techniques and wildly different. You as an actor, you certainly bump up against all different types and on that first day of any job you're you're really nervous about what you're going to be getting yourself into because you could be in for six months of misery or you could have <laughs> the time of your life you just don't know unless you know to have worked with a person before
0: but i would and, imagine and with so, the, yeah there's that with your length of career you walk into that first day and go okay <laughs> here's how i'm gonna have to be you know I, i've done i've hey, been down this it, road man. before
7: I, I hate to say it. It's really true. It yeah. really, really, really is true. I am I, at the point now where I, I know how to take care of myself. Like if I know I'm not going to get the support or the, the, the things that I need, I have to supply them to myself or get them somewhere. And, 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 but but for that, every time you have that, you have a, an, a director who comes in and she or he is really collaborative and has their own ideas and creativity and makes you see something a different way than you saw it. And that could be really great sometimes. And, and so it's, it's a really interesting, um, uh, b- vocation actually, because not, no, nobody else, I don't think is changing their job every six months. No, no. You know, it, it's really hard. It's very nomadic. And, and, um, uh, you, you have to really learn a lot of, um, interesting kind of, uh, human resource skills to kind of get through it. And um, and, I, and I like that part of it because I like people. I like observing people. I like relationships with people. I, I, I thrive on that. And so I'm always looking for trying to find the most positive um, relationship with a new person that I can. And it's always a different kind of in with every different new person. Well, it's
3: interesting you mention that um, because, because you I, I love you as a good guy. But you are a fantastic <laughs> bad guy as well. I loved you as Hugo Strange on Gotham. I mean, I don't like, Oh, well, thanks. Yeah, when you appeared on that, I'm like, he's going to play Hugo Strange? And then you tore it up. It was so damn good. And then the, the genesis of your character in the Jurassic Park films has been, it, yeah. it, it, has that been fun to evolve that oh,
7: yeah. character? Yes. And the the, the word you use is exactly the right one. Genesis. You know, you don't get a chance to play a character in a movie four different times throughout like two, three different decades. You know, I was 32 or something like that when I did the first movie and I'm 61 now Wow! and I'm playing the fourth movie and so much has happened to me and also to the character that I'm playing. Yeah. You never get to do that. You never you don't get to play that out. And so it's, well written in a way to be mindful of this particular character's presence in the in the franchise, which I'm grateful for, and so I can't say enough about it. I think it's like amazing to be able to um, uh, to, to have this experience as an actor where you are so connected to something, and other people connect you to it because they're the fans, you know, are really connected to, and they're really connected to him and what happens to him and that's it. Yes. And so the fourth, uh, the the fourth. Jurassic Park movie, or the third Jurassic World movie, which comes out next year, is the final chapter in that trilogy of Jurassic World and is really intensely um, um, realized. It's, 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 it's quite epic. It's, I think it's going to be a real movie Movie lovers, movie—they're not—they're not blowing it off. They—they they the opening because they're so in, they're so into this movie. Awesome. And so I'm I'm happy to be part of it. It was it was a really fun experience. And it was the first movie to shoot after the pandemic shut a lot of movies right. down. Right. It was the first movie to go back into production, and and it was a real lesson of being kind of locked up in a hotel with um, an ensemble of actors. Which is a very positive thing actually. I mean of course there's are challenges to it, but, but the, the the camaraderie that existed as a result of that was really was really cool.
0: Well and you're also having great success with Aquafina as Nora from Queens season two, new episodes Thursday, That's ten PM on the Comedy Center. On the twenty second is when I believe your episode, uh your directing yes. episode is gonna be airing so we'll That's keep it. Right. Them- I, I, think, an eye out for that. I think
7: it's Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday, okay. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you,
0: BD. It was really nice to talk to you this morning. Continue oh, success. God, thank
7: you guys. You guys are great. I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much, and thanks to all the fans out there.
0: You got it. Thanks. BD Wong, guys. Hey. He's great. He is. 61. He looks half his age. He, he, is. Is. he looks oh, man. half his age. He's good.
3: I mean, the fact that he is not afraid to jump in, you know, because you have a persona. Remember, like, to talk about or to elaborate a little bit more, in the first Jurassic Park, he was the wide-eyed scientist and here's how we do this and this yeah. is the blah 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 and by the i don't know if you've seen the more recent films Preston. i haven't he you has, guys told me he's become the the bastard he's, he's the one who's yes in yeah interesting it's very cool he's great
0: um all right let's uh take a break because we do have another shot at 500 dollars this morning with the mmr money clip and that is coming up shortly we've also got a few things to give away um and i need to yeah i got to get rid of all these yeah one, two, three, four, five, six. We'll take the next six callers, and I will give you a digital download of F9, the Fast Saga. F9. F9. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. This edition includes the, and stand by, Steve. Get ready. The exclusive director's cut, which has more action, more laughs, and more... Family. ...in an extra seven-plus <laughs> minutes of additional content. It is available on digital now. So six callers at two one five two six three 263 wmmr You get them. We'll be back in just a second. As Our file coming up
5: next.
4: You've waited all summer. All right, you guys ready? And it's almost here. Casino and Hotel Philadelphia presents MMRBQ, Saturday, September 25th, at BB&T Pavilion. The All Day Rock Festival. Yeah, it's going to be good, huh? Featuring Jane's Addiction, The Offspring, and Cheap Trick. Going to be drinking, we're going to have a good time. Tickets to Party on the Lawn start at just 25 bucks, And get you general admission for the first five bands. Dirty Honey, Dorothy, Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen, Aaron Jones, and Fox Trot and the Get Down. MMRBQ 2021. We're ready to rock! From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.
10: Presented by Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia in the heart of South Philly. Game on.
0: couple things coming up. Uh, we got uh, Eagles uh, home opener this weekend, and Marissa will be doing an appearance after the game. Uh, she's going to be at Live Casino. Uh, she'll be in the center bar, and that will be on Sunday, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so if you can find her in a little tailgate soiree that happens hey, beforehand, everybody. yeah, uh, <laughs> you can see her before the game, and then afterwards head over to Live Casino. Have you haven't been over there yet? It's cool great, place, man. We did our blood drive there. Yeah, I really dug it. I, yeah. It's wild to walk out and look to the left. And see the sports complex. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's an easy walk. Uh, go over there. Let the uh, the traffic kind of die down. Yeah. Hang out with Marissa for a bit and uh, have a good time. So that's uh, after the game, whenever that may be. And you'll know when that is. So stop by and see her. Also, a reminder, just a heads up, and, and I want to com- continue to push this... Uh, message along that the camp out for hunger is switching dates this year normally we do it at the end of november this year we're doing it at the beginning of november so the first through the fifth and this will be down in that general area we'll be at the xfinity live complex right in the uh, wells fargo center complex so uh if you do normally participate each year if it's kind of a standard thing at your place of business just give everybody a heads up about the change in the date And we'll have uh, details coming very soon on uh, the details that we have, the the, the plan. So that will be on the way. Oh, we have plans. In a little bit. So get yourself ready. All right. uh, We have to fire this up right now. It's time to win some money.
4: 93.3 WMMR. It's time for an MMR Money Clip.
1: Bloodsuckers have a tendency to look for a place that's got a history of suffering death.
4: Now, here's your money clip keyword. We have the word cash
0: for you to enter. All right? C-A-S-H. Cash, as in what you'll win. Uh, you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. There are three ways for you to do it. You can text it to our special contest short code number which is 45911. Or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, just enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. M1 Random Entry is going to win 500 bucks in our company-wide contest. That person's going to get a call from Beasley. Make sure that you do answer your phone if you get a call, because contest rules are available at WMMR.com, and you'll see there that you got to answer the call. So make sure you do that. Sponsored by Horizon Services. So the word, again, is cash. Enter it
1: now, and good luck.
5: Now, Bizarre.
1: WMMR presents... Kristen and Steve's... Bizarre
0: Brought to you by Young Sheldon. Uh, Young Sheldon joins Big Bang Theory on PHL 17 weeknights at 7 and 9.30. Starting September 27th. Family night. Every night is on PHL 17. We'll start with this. An impaired driver charge has been laid against a man who came to the attention of cops by driving cir- in circles in a Durham police station parking lot. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, That's where bad. they decided to do that. The odd circumstances was summed up on the Durham Police Twitter feed, which said, driving impaired is a no-no. Driving impaired while driving in circles and flashing your headlights in a police parking lot, definitely a no-no. Yeah, please don't drive impaired. Uh, the incident was in, in question began around 1.45 a.m. when an officer on foot noticed a red Cadillac being driven in circles in the parking lot of the Central West Division. I guess they were doing donuts. Sounds like it. Uh, The cop advised the driver to stop. The driver did not comply and continued to drive. Oh, they drove slowly in and around the police vehicles while flashing his headlights. Eventually, the Cadillac was boxed in and stopped by two cruiser. Uh, The motorist was arrested for impaired driving. A North Carolina man who bought scratch-off tickets from the same convenience store over four years is celebrating his third big prize, lottery wow. officials said. Yeah. The North Carolina Education Lottery said in a news release that Terry Splawn of Concord conti- My name is Terry it continued his run of good luck on Monday when his $20 ticket produced a $100,000 win. Jeez. Uh Now, in April of 2017, Splawn bought a ticket from Sam's Mini Stop in Concord and won a million dollars. Almost two years later, he went to the store again, bought another scratch-off ticket, and won another million-dollar prize. They said that wow. cashier
3: Donnie Splon said it's a miracle.
0: <laughs> uh By the way, a uh, Chapel Hill statistics professor said this is rare, but not impossibly rare. So Jeez. they don't believe that there was any foul play. This dude is just incredibly lucky. So two $1 million prizes and one $100,000 $100, prize. And why wouldn't this guy... Keep, Keep going, yeah. yes. Yep. Now everyone else will, too. All right, Kathy, remind me if you had this in the news or not. I don't remember. Uh, it was described in court papers as possibly the biggest counterfeit coupon scheme in history.
2: No, I don't costing so. about
0: 100 retailers and manufacturers more than $31 million in losses. Okay, so no. Uh, and the mastermind behind it all was a Vir- Virginia Beach entrepreneur and mother of three who'd been designing and printing the highly realistic coupons from her home computer for years. Is this the basis of this, sh- this um, show about about the coupon thieves,
3: the counterfeit coupon thieves? I don't know, because yeah. she,
0: was just just she was just sentenced. She was just sentenced. Lorian Villanueva Talons. Uh, was just sentenced in uh, district court to 12 years in federal prison. Oh, wow. my gosh.
2: Wait. All right. There is a show Did about- you have this? No, no, no. Okay.
0: 12 years in federal prison. Her husband, Pacifico Talons, uh, was sentenced last month to seven years and three months for his role in the scam, but both had pleaded guilty to fraud charges. The couple, however, was allowed to remain free on bond for a few weeks while they worked on arrangements for their uh, children. Lorianne has a 17-year-old child from a previous marriage and shares two others who are six and nine with Pacifico. Uh, Apparently, the prosecutor said the couple ran the fraudulent business out of their home from April 2017 to uh, May 2020. Uh, Bank records (laughs) indicate they made close to $400,000 from it. Uh, but it was Ann who was the mo- the mastermind. Uh, Pacifico's role was mostly related to shipping, while Ann took care of most of everything else. Operating under the moniker MasterChef, uh, she printed the coupons on high-quality, glossy paper and added corporate logos and product images to make them look real. She mm-hmm. even included working barcodes that scanned as legitimate when presented at supermarkets and department stores. Wow. The coupons were so indistinguishable from real ones that it took counterfeit coupon experts to positively confirm them as phoning. Uh, the only thing suspicious about them was the discount amount printed on them. In most cases, they offered deals equal to or greater than the value of the item in question, which allowed the shopper to get the item for free. I- in instances where the value of the coupon actually exceeded an item's value, retailers had to pay the shopper for purchasing the item. So that's where the 400000 they made came yeah. from. But
2: I don't understand how, if she had workable Barcodes that would scan. I don't know how she did it. It would scan the promotion.
0: Yeah, so, I don't know how she got those. I have no idea. And she had had uh, managed to change them. She probably had someone on the inside, or at least somebody,
3: somebody helping her somewhere. They didn't. in the story that just says them. So I, wow. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. So
2: she she got the money through the large discounts, some of which they had to pay her. So yes. that's where that
0: that's where the cost cash came, came from. from. But the $31 million was in products and everything else that they got. So, okay. Oh, got it, got
2: yeah, it. Yeah, so
0: they got, they got money. They got right. cash from these and overcharges. Uh, Lori Ann created a Facebook group for coupon enthusiasts and then recruited some of its members to help her with the fraud scheme after they had been vetted and vouched for by other members. The group then used the Telegram app, which uses encrypted channels and deleted messages to communicate and coordinate their efforts. So I guess maybe some other people were involved. Yeah. The fraud was discovered last year when a consumer reported to the Coupon Information Center, which is a coalition of consumer product manufacturers dedicated to coupon integrity, and a search warrant was executed at their home. Prosecutors said about 100 businesses were impacted by the fraud with one suffering losses (gasps) at about $8 million. Oh, my God. Because of her? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Wait. So, should we, was she giving these coupons to other people?
0: I don't know. So, the uh, did
3: you watch the McMillions uh, special uh, I did on not. Okay, so it, did, it, was it great. It dealt with the Monopoly game and, and the whole FBI the investigation into the scandal. With that, they say for like ten years, Kathy, no one legitimately won money through that game. Aww. It was all through the, like the mob. And, but you had multiple players allowing these these different people. To win, So something on this scale, that amount of money, I have to imagine is there are a couple
2: people working this. Well, those extreme couponers, like when they take all of their coupons yeah. to the store and they go to like, you know, CVS or Walgreens, places like that, and they're getting a payback. Like they are leaving with cash. They're leaving with like, you know, a, a basket full of products, but then they're also getting cash. So I could see how maybe it looked okay because sometimes people are getting cash sure. from them. Yeah. $8 in one
3: store? Well, and yeah. to go...
2: Th- That much work into getting that much money? Like, oh, my God.
0: All right, I have one more story. Uh, Crews searching for a missing man at Grand Canyon National Park made an unexpected discovery this summer. They found the remains of another person, believed to be Scott Walsh, who was last seen stepping off a shuttle bus at the Park South Rim in 2015. Whoa. And they just found him. Uh, The clothing had uh, blended in with the surroundings, and the body was positioned in a way that made it almost indetectable uh said, a parks spokeswoman, Joelle Baird, uh, she said it happens every once in a while. We're here. Uh, we're searches. We're, we're doing searches uh, that will end up finding people that we weren't expecting. Uh, crews have been looking for uh, Gabor Bertsi Tomaskany, a Hungarian national. He was reported missing to police in Las Vegas in late July while traveling in the U.S., and the car he was driving was located at the Grand Canyon parking lot in mid August. His body was found a few days later, about 430 feet below the canyon's rim. Authorities determined that he had died from a traumatic fall, but are still investigating what happened. Wow. Now, the other body was spotted during an aerial search for this guy. It was found about 600 uh, feet below the overlook and about three miles from where Walsh's day pack was found in 2015. Didn't they find the skeleton of a
3: little boy with a flashlight filled with beans? No, they never found that person.
0: Uh, The fact that he was found was just coincidental. Uh, They said we weren't weren't necessarily looking for him. (laughs) And he wasn't a person that was really on our radar. Walsh hasn't uh, reported to the park as missing, uh, had been reported to the park uh, as, no, he wasn't reported to the park as missing in 2015. Uh, so it's so they weren't looking for him. But uh, yeah, they stumbled across his body. They just, there's got to be
3: uh, I guarantee several,
0: you. Yes. You know, just you, out there. You can't control, yeah. you can't have your eye on every part of that. Yep. All right. And there you go. Jeez. That is uh, what I have in the bizarre file for you. Oh, why is that not working? I wanted, yeah. And then I wanted to hear Cindy one more time, if you don't mind. Cindy! (laughs) Thank you. All right, we're going to take a break. A reminder that you have five minutes left to enter the word cash until we get ourselves a winner for the MMR money clip. So the word is cash, C A S -S H. Make sure you text it to 45911 or go to the MMR app or WMMR.com and enter it there. Cash. Good luck. We'll be back in a moment. Did you know you could listen to all of
10: WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR.
4: 93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips.
6: Wow, we have a lot of
4: clips. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your money clip seven times a day weekdays at 8, 10, and noon, as well as 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. We'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs.
11: So true, Jackson.
4: And then give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or if you enter it at WMMR.com or our app, you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10,000 bucks. What the f***? See complete rules at WMMR.com. It's MMR's money clips from who else? 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wallet.
10: Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
0: All right, uh, we're going to do today's lesson question pair of tickets for Movies of the Man. Uh, It is next Saturday, the 25th, and it will be featuring uh, Black Panther. Uh, in concert. And the man orchestra plays along with it. It's yes. a really cool outdoor event. So the question I have for you this morning is, <laughs> what town in our area is the least happy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had never heard of this town before. No. 215-263-WMMR. Do you know the answer? Call now. What town in our area is the least happy? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. While you call... We'll do the trash.
5: The trash
1: business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash.
0: Brought to you by Revivalist Spirits. Voted USA Today's Top Craft Gin Distillery. They offer online ordering and delivery of gin, vodka, bourbon, and pre-made cocktails to all Pennsylvania residents. And use the, use the promo code Preston uh, to get 10% off of your purchase. Revivalist Spirits. What's happening this morning, Steve? Well, actor Eddie
3: Deason, who played Eugene in the movie Grease, was arrested at a Los Angeles restaurant for throwing a dish at a police officer. While being cuffy, I rate Deason shouted, Do you know who I am? But then had to admit that he didn't even know. (laughs) Woo! Jeopardy producers uh, saying that the hosting duties for the part of the game show will be split between Miami Bialik and Ken Jennings for the rest of 2021.
1: The producers say they
3: will continue their search for a permanent host, but will only audition people who've been in comas since the creation of social media.
1: Oh, my God.
3: And finally, Jessica Alba's Honest Company is being sued by shareholders who say pandemic-inspired bulk purchasing of their baby supplies artificially inflated the company's value. Jessica Alba's firing back saying the reason they call the company Honest is because shareholders can honestly kiss her ass.
0: Ah. <laughs> That's your Hollywood <highly> <laughs> All right, let's give something away. We're looking for somebody who knows the answer to this. What town in our area is the least happy? Uh, we are going to go to Eric for that. Yo, Eric, good morning. Hey, how you doing? Good, Eric. All right, so what? Eric. what <laughs> town in our area is the least happy? Sadbury. Sadbury. <laughs> Yeah, he got it close enough, Sadsbury. Uh, Hang on a second, Eric. We are going to give you some goods. We are going to set you up with a pair of tickets for Movies of the Man on Saturday, September 25th, featuring Marvel Studios' Black Panther in concert. Uh, The Man Center Festival Orchestra performs the Oscar and Grammy-winning score live while the film plays in high definition on a 40-foot screen and two lawn screens. Visit mancenter.org for tickets and information.
1: Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All
0: right, brought to you this morning by Rita's Water Ice Stock Up and Win at Rita's. You can visit your local Rita's Water Ice before September 26th, and you'll have your chance to win free Rita's for the 2022 season and a pair of diamond stud earrings from family and company jewelers in Marlton, New Jersey. We'll start with uh, Blink-182's Mark Hoppus has officially confirmed what his bandmate, Tom DeLonge, recently revealed, which is that Hoppus finished his chemotherapy earlier this month after being diagnosed with stage 4 a diffuse large B-cell lymphoma. On Wednesday, Hoppus updated fans... On Twitter, writing, today I am grateful to not uh, to not be going in for chemotherapy. It's been three weeks since my last treatment. Normally, I'd be going in today. Normally, he writes, damn, getting pumped full of poison for every three weeks is my normal. On the 29th, I get scanned and we'll know if it worked. Uh, he ended up the post with an anxious face and praying hands emojis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hoppe shared his cancer diagnosis back in June. Long recently shared a text exchange with Hoppus, where uh, Hoppus had responded to his question about ongoing chemotherapy, writing, No more planned. Doctor said, I can take my port out. I think because he thinks the chemo did the trick and I'm done. But also, if the chemo didn't work, we do a different treatment entirely. So He's waiting to find out.
3: Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah.
0: Korn is back on the System of a Down Arena show, Bill, for a handful of concerts after Faith No More has bowed out due to singer Mike Patton's need to focus on his mental health uh the change only affects five shows in october four in california and one in vegas corner on the road was stained where they'll wrap things up on october 3rd missing from the band is their longtime bass player fieldy who is currently on hiatus other obstacles for corn uh was when jonathan davis tested positive for covid followed by guitar player monkey who is temporarily being replaced by jr barry you're a monkey you monkey aren't you Uh, It has been nearly a decade since the Black Keys released their three-time Grammy-winning album El Camino, and the duo is ready to do it again. The special 10th anniversary deluxe edition of the album will include live sessions, exclusive posters, and a previously unreleased live uh, set in Portland, Maine. And a fish scale. Oh, I did not yeah, know that. Join that in, uh, among other. But wait, there's more. <laughs> what would you expect to pay for this amazing collection? Uh, among other unreleased audio files, there's also a BBC radio recording. Uh, El Camino, the 10th anniversary deluxe edition, will be out on November 15th. And then one last story. Uh, Dave Grohl has posted the online teaser for his upcoming memoir, The Storyteller: Tales of Life and Music, which will be coming out on October 5th. Uh, In that clip, Dave sheds light on how he chose the stories to spotlight in the book while revealing that it was only during lockdown that he finally discovered his passion for writing. According to the official press release, the storyteller promises hilarious childhood mishaps, touching family moments, uh, leaving home to see the world at 18. Two spectacular stories about Nirvana, Foo Fighters, David Bowie, Joan Jett, Iggy Pop, Paul McCartney uh, playing drums for Tom Petty on Saturday Night Live. Performing at the White House. I was there for that. Yes, that's right. Does he bring you up? And even swing dancing with ACDC. No, we didn't. We didn't dance. Uh, with all love, laughs, loss, and embarrassments along the way. But maybe I'll be mentioned in the... uh, The liner notes. In the liner notes. Yes, I would assume. All right, and there you go. That's it in music news. One final break to take when we get back. The Word of the Week prize. We're going to give that out. Jackie Bam Bam comes in. There's a lot of excitement. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
2: Friends of our spotlights, the best rock with Jackson's local shops.
6: That's right, and this month's artist is Foxtrot and the Get Down. See him live at the
8: MM Barbecue.
12: Trot and the get down. Your
10: local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 630 right here on the Mighty MMR.
4: And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword local shots. Sponsored
10: by family and company jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at family.
4: 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly.
0: Offspring will be there. Will you? MMR barbecue. MMR one week from tomorrow, one of our most anticipated events of the year is oh, yeah. coming up. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you can join us, man. You want to sit on the lawn? It's 25 bucks. That's it. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be beautiful no matter what the weather is. I haven't checked it as of lately. It's still holding to Hi. that cloudless, sunny, and 82. Love it. Love it. So make sure that you uh, are in attendance. You can get those tickets and be a part of this whole event. All right, I want to thank our guest, uh, Sam Murrell, who was on the show this hey. morning. Uh, several of his shows at Helium Comedy Club are sold out, but I think Saturday at 4.30, added that show, and 10 p.m. You can get tickets, and Sunday at 7 p.m. He's great. Uh, yeah, he's a very nice guy and uh, very, very funny. And also, B.D. Wong, yeah. who is on Aquafina, is Nora from Queens. And he's uh, got a long... Uh, career in Hollywood and a super nice guy. It was really cool to talk to him. Yeah, great. Um, Jackie Bam Bam. Hey.
12: What say you? Hey. Three words, right? No sad bro. Yeah, buddy. Woo. Moist That's... and leakage. Uh, am I saying it creepy like Prespo? Yo, Romano's making the yes. face. I see yeah. you. You are. Okay. Moist and leakage, he says. <laughs> yeah. And I have no intention of uh, behaving myself. I just got in a conversation with Chucky e. D'Amico, so we're off to a flying start already. Oh, oh really? really? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yes. Behave yourself now, Jackie. Because we're both to gonna it? get in trouble today. I love that Chuck. Ooh, that's good, man. <laughs> All right, well let's let's get things started in fine fashion. Get the letter of the day and give away this prize. Ready? Yeah.
1: Yes. All right. Preston and Steve on Mighty Three W M M R. Now the Daily Letter.
0: The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the Letter. The letter e. e. All right, E. All
5: right,
0: and we'll take the eighth caller at two one five two six three WMMR, and we'll let you get a shot at getting those tickets. So two one five two six three wmmr That's the number.
6: So, not to give away too much information here, but Jackie and I had a conversation earlier this week, and he missed a perfect opportunity. One of the letters of the week was was I, and you said I as an insomnia. And not I as in, I just want to stop. Oh.
12: I just want <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Do you wanna Everybody, too big.
3: Sing it. I just want to stop. Canada's zone.
11: I never want to live without you, babe. I just want <laughs> to
12: stop. For your love. Give it to me.
0: For your love. <laughs> Saxophone. <laughs> 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 mm mm-hmm uh yeah you're right he missed that opportunity but you know what we did it we did it and we made it happen <laughs> uh jackie what's coming up on your program today all right you're uh shifty you shitty have- son of a
12: bitch <laughs> oh listen to me and you go prespo no. uh we have the money clips keyword of course 12 and 2 workforce blocks on pierre's doctor today what a way to round up the week uh Alice Cooper's in town in uh, Atlantic City tonight. We'll give you a concert warm-up. 25th anniversary of the second album from Tool. No, it's not Schism, Pierre Robert and Schism. It's Anima. That's how I say it. All right. And the great Tubes from San Francisco. You mentioned uh, Fee Weeble celebrating his uh, 71st birthday. In our prize call for Black Crow's Dirty Honey tickets, Metallica on Black Final and... I had a nice little chat with uh, Billy. I want to say (laughs) William Idol. I almost called him that uh in our zoom room and nick mentioned uh pearl james in town Asbury park yeah uh billy Idol's in town steve stevens of course smashing pumpkins i had a really cool chat with him about his brand new four song ep
8: and uh produced by butch walker right exactly
12: yeah, that's badass. yes it is and we spoke about butch and many many things and of course i told him he has the coolest hair in rock and roll with steve stevens uh, <laughs> i think uh pancake's gonna pull a couple of clips and uh we'll do that in a two o'clock hour we'll speak to billy Nice. He
0: probably had the biggest hair in rock. Steve, Stevens. yes, yes. yeah, but that, yeah, he's
12: so cool, right? Yeah, bro?
0: yeah, very much. so. He
12: had bangs too, like you and me. <laughs> All right, we're going to the phones. We're going to try and get a
0: winner. We're going to call number eight. It is Brendan who is on the line. Yo, Brendan. Hey, what's up, guys? Gadzooks! Gadzooks to you, sir. All right, you give us that word, we give you the prize. What is it? Alice.
12: All the boys
6: and girls
0: love Alan's. Great day in the morning. Whoever
5: cares. That
0: is correct, yes. Brendan, you you got yourself a six-pack of pit tickets for the MMRBQ, my man. Nice. Thanks, guys. And we will all see you because we'll be getting up on stage. We'll see you down front there, all right, man? Awesome. Sounds good. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. Don't forget, it is sponsored by Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia, Saturday, September 25th, BB&T Pavilion. Jane's Addiction, Offspring, Cheap Trick, Dirty Honey, Dorothy, Mammoth Wolfgang, Van Halen, Aaron Jones, Foxtrot, and The Get Down. And you will be there. Tickets Party on the Lawn started just $25. And you can visit WMMR.com for complete details. I'm going to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show has been brought to you today by Dunkin', the official coffee of the President Steve Show, Acme, Fresh Foods, local flavors, and also uh, the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. Make sure you experience it at PA Ren Fair. Next week on the program, uh, we're going to have documentarian Ken Burns joining oh, wow. us. Always a great guest. Uh, Jackie, we're going to have JJ French of Twisted Sister. Oh, on the wow. Yeah. Uh, so he'll be joining us, and also comedian Joe List will be, and we'll add a few other things. Nice. Certain. That is it. We are done. Ray John, don't forget, join Marissa Live Casino after the game on Sunday. She'll be there at the Center Bar. Uh, we will see you. Have a great weekend. Bye bye. <laughs>
7: Introducing the Black Kitchen Podcast, an audio series about modern Black
8: cuisine. My name is Adrian Miller. I'm a culinary historian and soul food scholar. Over six episodes, I'll be digging into the stories of six Black restaurateurs. Join us while we chop it up about everything from their triumphs to their setbacks and their menus. You'll smile, you might even cry, and you'll definitely learn a little something. Find the Black Kitchen Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.